Happy Tax Day, Uncle Sam says hello and welcome to the 16th episode of the ABXY cast. Delayed a week because last week your host here was pissing rocks. Joining me this week, Chase and Ariel, the usual suspects. Yes. So Ariel's back. She can join us this time, which is yes. awesome. Finally back. Finally. I feel like it's been forever. It has. I'm no longer yeah, in a fishbowl. No fish bowls. <laughs> no fish bowl. No awful echoes. I listened to it. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, but it was still awful. It wasn't that bad. I, it I was, couldn't stand it. Was, it was, it was annoying. Like horrible. It was annoying. I sound. I literally sound. I sounded like I had a head cold. A head cold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was not the best microphone quality, but that's what you get for recording a podcast on. In a fishbowl. Uh, in a fishbowl on a Chromebook. Yes. That's right. MacBook Money Chromebook. Mm. Uh, yes. So, how did everybody enjoy their week off? It was boring. Boring. <laughs> yes. I I feel like I didn't have anything to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't really off. None of us were really off. Yeah. No. We wish. We wish we were off. We were off for a whole week. Oh my goodness, yeah. please. <laughs> I, I technically I... was off for like two oh, yeah. from this podcast. Go ahead and flex on us. Go ahead and flex no, on us. <laughs> I'm just saying, so I got a promotion, so I've been doing a lot more than normal so even though i haven't been doing this i feel like i have had no time off congrats thank you no problem i've been doing the the same old same old oh yeah big money nice nice (laughs) nice nice let's throw in a voice crack yeah, I swear I've gone through puberty. I swear. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure. Nice. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, we, we were off last week because your homeboy here was... I had a kidney stone. Mm. It was awful. Yes. Yeah, so I could not imagine. I mm. hope to never have those, but I feel like someone Same. can't be so lucky as to not have them. I feel like everyone yeah. I know has had at least one. You, you You'll know when you have one. You'll know. It is the oh. most pain I have ever been in in my entire life. It was horrible. Really? Yeah, so I had got, I was driving to work. I started feeling the pain in my lower back. It's not my first rodeo. I've had a couple before. So as soon as I started feeling the pain, I was like, oh, I know what this is. Mm. And I probably should have turned around and gone home. But I went to the store and I got to work and I sat down in the office and I was just like, y'all got to give me a minute. Yeah. And within, within 15 minutes, I was lying on the floor crying. Are you serious? Yeah. They had to call an ambulance. (gasps) No. Yeah. To take me to the hospital uh, where they gave me morphine, which is one hell of a drug. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, Which I I I learned some fun stuff about the Uh hospital system. It's, it's, you know, you get there, you're in serious, severe pain, and then some bitch walks in with a tablet and is just like, all right, I need your insurance card, and <laughs> I need you to sign these forms, and I'm just like, I need drugs. Give me drugs. <laughs> like, give me drugs, and then we can talk. That's oh funny. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. I mean, not funny, but funny. You know yeah, what I'm saying? 
How big is the bill? Um, oh. I don't know yet. Um, oh, no. This this will be the second time I've gone to the hospital for one. The first time it was eight thousand dollars. Oh my. my gosh! Okay, make um, sure you ask for an itemized list. <laughs> no, actually, like they yeah. will try. I've seen some people ask for one and they're like, oh yeah. And it knocks off the price because they're trying to charge people like $120 for one pill of aspirin. Yeah. I'm just saying. You know, I, they, um, so when I went the last time they, they sent me the bill, the insurance covered like $5,000 of that. So I only owe the hospital like 3,800. They still have to send me the bill um from the hospital the bill i got was like the this is how much we paid for my insurance right uh, yeah so i haven't got th that from this visit yet but i know this one will probably be more expensive um because i didn't get morphine last time um and i didn't have to take an ambulance last time and uh, they didn't admit me so since they didn't get admitted i'm gonna have to pay for that fucking ambulance ride oh my <sighs> So I'm opening up uh, um, a, uh, what is that website where you can have people donate to you? GoFundMe. Um, GoFundMe. I'm opening up a GoFundMe. Um, I'm starting an OnlyFans for feet pictures. Um, would like to donate to the podcast. All proceeds go to Chase. <laughs> hey, no. All proceeds go to covering my fucking hospital bills. All right. All, right. all proceeds through. go to me. I'll pick you up some canes. All right. Uh, no, that that's not that's not a that that is not a an adequate substitution for the money that I need to pay these hospital bills, mate. How about McGriddle? Canes uh, and a McGriddle. Twenty dollars and a McGriddle, and you know uh, we'll call it there. We'll we'll call it there, and then we can open up a car wash and launch. Oh money yes, money. Um, that is how you do it. That is what we will do. Uh, that's the best way to do it. <laughs> it it you know it's a very effective. It I was very take, effective. I will take one for the team, and I will be the uh, the register person. The Who bookkeeper. Is that? The bookkeeper. The bookkeeper. Yeah. Be, there you go. You'll be, so you'll be the one that goes to jail when we get found out. Yes. No. <laughs> and me and Chase will just be like, we had no idea. We thought we were running a legitimate car wash operation. No, I'll be telling them all the things to come. No. No. Your girl is not loyal. She'll, she'll, have, the, she'll have the ledger, so she'll have the most leverage. <laughs> oh, my. I'm going to just forge y'all's signature on stuff. I'm real good oh, at that. Okay. So, I mean, all right. All right. I'm all right. Clip that audio out, <laughs> uh, so we have that. For, for the record. Uh, so yeah, nobody played any video games this week because y'all two were binging Breaking Bad. Yes, yeah, we were. Yeah, can't tell. <laughs> yes. Bitch! So good. Great show. It's yeah. so Fucking good. fantastic show. I felt like I was on an emotional roller coaster. It did feel like yeah. that. Yeah. The heartbreak in that show. Man. And I... Like at the beginning, Chase was like, wow, Skylar is horrible. And I was like, no, like from her point of view, she's not that bad. And then the whole thing with like Ted and when she said it to Mr. White's face, I was like. Mr. White, uh, call him the Heisenberg. Well, Let's get that straight. In this moment, he was, he it, was Walter White. In that he scene. is the Heisenberg. It doesn't matter what he is. He is the Heisenberg oh, at all okay. points. 
He is always Heisenberg. Always. always. Always be Heisenberg. Whatever. Jesse is my favorite. I love Jesse. I really felt for him. I felt like Heisenberg really emotionally <laughs> abused him during the Walter. entire show. You mean Walter. Shut up. <laughs> I felt like he was abused the entire show. And then, like, literally at the end of it, he was a slave. Yeah, it did kind Sorry, of suck. spoiler alert for people <laughs> yeah. who maybe haven't seen it who planned on it. Doubtful. I mean, the, sh- the show's been out for a while. It's been so... out for a long time. Like, what, like almost 10 years? I feel like spoilers have an expiration date. Eventually, you just you haven't seen it and you just have to you just have to suck it up. Okay, like, yeah. It's been out for a while and that's my bad. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I I knew spoilers about Breaking Bad before going in because I never but it's, watched But it, it was first-hand experience. Ariel, you got to see and what they did to Jesse, you got to see what people do to their Sims. And they you no. know, they're not making meth, they're they're painting and You know you, you can know, though. Writing books. Well, you can be a I just learned this the other day cuz I was trying to change my girl's uh career. Um you can be a a mob a mobster. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know that. I didn't know that was They're possible. Slowly but surely adding in the crimes. I think in Sims 2 you could be a th- you could uh, be a criminal. Um That's cool. as as your career path. Which was always fun <laughs> because you would save a sim and and you would set them as a criminal and then you'd be playing as another sim family and, and your sim <laughs> would break in and steal their shit. Really? <laughs> yeah, and you're just like, Stop. oh. And then they get caught by the police, and then you go back to your. I didn't know all that would happen. Yeah, I didn't know all that would happen. Yes, Always I don't have one of those alarms. in my house. I oh. have one in every single room with. I should out- get one. Yes. Yes. No, I didn't. Know every they single could do room that. that has an outdoor face, like a door that goes to the outside, and isn't like already like multiple doors. You only need one in a room. Um, every room that opens to the outside has a burger alarm. Burglar, not burger. I didn't know they could. A burger it. alarm. <laughs> uh, hamburgers, yeah. Hamburger alarm. The hamburglar. Oh, that's, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I I didn't play any video game. I played a little bit of Forbidden West last night because I was feeling spicy. Spicy. Yeah, I was feeling spicy, and then Ooh. I got a really bad migraine, so I was like, "Fuck this," and I put it down. Uh, it <laughs> might have been the puzzle I was trying to solve. No, it was the puzzle I was trying to solve. Um, I just couldn't figure it out, and then when I did figure it out, I felt like the biggest dumbass. <laughs> and I was like, th- "I made this way harder than it needed to be." And then I finished the quest and put it down. And was like, "All right, I'm gonna go to bed now." <laughs> All right, I think I'm done. Yeah. But I did see the new the new Fantastic Beast movie yesterday, which was uh, how is it? Uh, it's it's good. I it's good, and it's not good. If, oh, yeah. so, really? Okay. It's it is a good movie. It is not a bad movie. It is very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. As a fan of Harry Potter and the Fantastic Beast movies, it is just as good as the last two have been. Um, it's a little bit a little less dark than the previous movie in terms of like tone but it's a little more political like it's Ugh. it's very clear when you're when I was watching the movie um that what it was like 
what the like the real world parallel was. Yeah, like I was like this. Oh, this is about Donnie. This is about Donnie. Okay, um, but uh, I really enjoyed the movie, and it ends in a way that I think very beautifully wraps up the story of the characters of Fantastic Beasts, and I kind of hope they take a break and uh, decide what they want to do with the the whole Wizarding War part that they've been building towards. I don't want to see them keep shoehorning these characters into what is deep down a fight between Dumbledore and Grindelwald. I don't want to keep seeing this. Here's Newt Scamander and his posse of, of, of peeps. Right. Um, not that I don't like those characters. Those characters are great in their own way, but I don't think they fit into this larger, what is essentially the wizarding World War II like, I don't feel they fit into that. And the tone of the movies, I don't think, can be what it needs to be if you have these more lighthearted elements in it. Um, so, but I really, really liked it. I, I felt it did a good job of kind of wrapping up the story of the last two. Um, and I liked right. it more than uh, I thought I would. Um, I really thought it would suck, mainly because J.K. Rowling was involved in it. Well, I mean, she does suck. She sucks. Yeah, so. she does. She does. Um, turf bitch. Turf, oh my! <laughs> you are that went down so fast. I, I just yeah. can't stand her. Like she, she needs to get off Twitter or be banned or everything. Like, listen, Elon Musk attempted to buy Twitter this week. Like, yeah, he was he was going to spend forty something billion dollars to buy Twitter. I think the Twitter board was kind of like, nah, thank you. And but and I was for one, I just want to be honest. I don't want Elon Musk to buy Twitter because his, you know, his you idea like of I don't I, I don't love Elon. I'm not an Elon stand. I don't, I don't ride Elon's dick like the rest of the internet does. Like I think Elon Musk is doing some great things with Tesla, and he's doing some great things with. Uh, SpaceX, and he did some great stuff with PayPal when he was in charge of that a long time ago. But I don't, I don't want him in charge of of uh, of Twitter because his idea of free speech is you can say whatever the hell you want, and nobody can call you out on it. And if they call you out on it, that's violating your free speech. Like, no, that's not how free speech works. You can all right. say all the dumb shit you want to say, and I have the right to be like, that's dumb shit. Like, that's how free speech works. Um, but if he had come up and said, I'm going to ban J.K. Rowling, I would have been like, go ahead, buy Twitter. I'm with you there, dog. What if he does it? What if tomorrow he says that? If he says that, then I will have a completely different view on him buying Twitter. Because that would be completely antithetical to the way he wants to run Twitter. He wants to run Twitter so that people like J.K. Rowling can continue to spout the shit they spout without any consequences. Like, oh, God. <laughs> And it's like, that's no, no, like, stop it. Uh, Fucking J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. Man, oh, I will not bum. let that bitch ruin, I will not let her ruin my love for Harry Potter, but mm, she does make it hard. Um, <laughs> she makes it real hard. I mean, you want to you love that franchise, but you also want to be an ally. Just block her out. I do. I don't follow her anymore, but every now and then she still creeps in. She trends, and I click on it, and I'm like, ooh, I wonder what she said this time. Ooh, I wonder what well, stupid shit she said this time. Just don't wonder what she said. 
You already yeah, probably know what she said. Yeah, yeah, true. True. Yeah, that is a good point. It's yeah. probably some stupid shit. Probably some stupid shit. And that, you know what, Chase? That is a fantastic segue. Oh, great. <laughs> to the news, because we're going to start off with some stupid shit, which is that Microsoft reportedly wants to bring ads to free-to-play Xbox games. Um, I thought they were free. <laughs> um, well, that's, listen, they are free, and they need, but they need to make money somehow. So according to a report from Insider, uh, Microsoft is working on a program that will let brands showcase advertisements within free-to-play Xbox games. Um, sources familiar with the situation told Insider that the ads wouldn't disrupt gameplay and may appear on a billboard in a racing game, for example. Um, hmm. So, this is dumb. This, this is, is super dumb. This is super, super, super dumb. I kind of like that. No. Shut your <laughs> mouth. No, no. Shut no. your mouth. Where's the mute button? Hold on. Hey, now. <laughs> I cannot believe. Okay. Each before, before me and Chase go off, why? Okay. Explain your position on this because I got to hear this. No, I just like that one example that you gave. That was all. Oh. Yeah. I'm just saying, can I be driving around like, I don't know any driving games, Forza, I don't know. That is uh, one, that is one. I know, that's the only one that I play. So like, I could be driving around and then just randomly see like a billboard like with Master Chief on it, that would be fine with me. I love him. No, it's, it's more no. going to be like, you and your friends were talking about spas yesterday, and so here's an ad for your local spa. So you mean my personal board. FBI agent is listening in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't. He's like, I, I don't even know how to approach <laughs> this. I don't even know how to approach this because, on the one hand, it makes sense. Like you're driving around in a game, and there's a billboard. Yeah, I mean, like half the time sure. you probably won't notice it, right? you driving super super fast and there's just a billboard that says pepsi like yeah, is it know. really that intrusive but then on the other hand i don't i already don't like all of the obvious advertising in like sports games like where you have all these different like real world brands and shit and then like in race yeah. racing games are already like racing games to use the example that they gave they're already car advertisements. Yeah. The whole There's game a is an advertisement. Exactly. There's a reason that these companies pay good money to have their cars in these games and don't let them, you know, be destroyed or damaged. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when you crash into things. Because it's an advertisement for the fucking car. Yeah. I see your point. So, I just, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I, I know you don't play like 2K or Madden, but the amount of fucking Gatorade ads in that game <laughs> is yeah. crazy. It's, like, it's ridiculous. It's a lot. It is truly a lot of ads. You know, you, you'll be playing yeah. like you'll be playing a game, and it's one thing when it's free to play. I get that. Like they need to make money somehow, but have they not figured out how to sell? literally everything to people who play free-to-play games like they've they've sold skins they've sold battle passes that unlock all sorts of shit they've sold 
alternate fake currencies so that you can't buy shit in the game unless you buy this intermediate currency. And that's dumb. they've made it so you can yeah. buy like boosters to make you better or faster or level up quicker or whatever. You can buy better guns. Like they've already monetized everything else. Why do you need to do more? I feel like, like it's not that big of a deal, to be honest. Like, I probably wouldn't notice them half the time. Just because uh, when I play, I normally am dying or crashing into shit. So, <laughs> like, I have to actually pay really close attention to what I'm doing. Yeah. All uh, right. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if it is something as small as, like, you see a billboard, like, all right, you can look at it as an advertisement, but it also is, like, they could be pushing it like, we're just making it more realistic. You know what I mean? Because when yeah. you're driving down the road, that's literally what billboards are for is advertisements. So if you're in a car game and they added a billboard, it's like, oh, that makes sense. Like, I would see that in real life. I feel yeah. like if it's something small like that, it's not a big deal. It's not going to change the game. If you were to be in the middle of a game and it, like, pauses to do a whole commercial that would be uh, a really well, big issue that's what they're shooting for right well i mean ea tried that shit with ufc they, they put in like an unskippable commercial and they i didn't know people. that yeah yeah no. but that was a paid game that was a 60 dollars game and then people were like uh don't do that i would have been more <laughs> upset if i paid for it and then i still yeah. have to sit through the commercial but like way back like there was a time when you know, I remember it being a big deal. I didn't play the games, mm -hmm. but um, back in, I can't remember if it was the 2008 election or the 2012 election, uh, one of them, um, Barack Obama had campaign ads inside like sports games. Shut Granted, up. these these were, I think, paid sports games too, but, you know, there were ads for that. Uh, Saints Row 2 had real life ads on billboards for like Netflix and stuff. And they, the problem with them is not that they're there so much. It's that they don't look like they belong. They don't match mm. the aesthetic of the game. They look out of place, which means you're more likely to notice them. Yeah. Because they don't right. fit That's in. True. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I don't like it. Don't He's like, like oh, just, just, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Next. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, I understand free to play games. They got to figure out how to make money somehow, but it's no, don't do this. Like, mm. just don't do it. Like he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate ads so much. Like part of the reason I don't watch live TV is because of advertisements. Yeah, because I just want to watch the show or watch the movie, and I don't want to be bombarded. When we were watching Seven, and we were watching it on Peacock, which I pay oh. for the ad-free version of Peacock, and mm -hmm. it still popped up with advertisements every single time. Yeah. We all wanted yeah, to just that's... shoot ourselves. Yeah, no. That was uh, that was very, that was very okay. fucked. And those were ads for shit on Peacock. Those weren't even ads for sh like. Those are the types of ads that, like, if they played one at the beginning and one at the end, I would have been like, okay, whatever. Like, when I watch right. something on Apple TV, like Apple TV Plus or whatever, it pops up and it'll show, like, a preview for another show. Mm -hmm. Amazon does that, too. You know, it'll be like a preview for another show you might want to watch. And that's annoying. 
because I'm just like, I, I just want to watch the show that I just clicked. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to try to get me to watch something else when I've told you literally what I want to watch. Yeah. But I feel that. I just don't like advertisements. I have ad blockers on everything. I block ads everywhere. If I see an ad, I get upset. What if it's a what? What if it's an ad that something you care about? That makes it even worse because then I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) and legitimately, it's it's worse when I see an ad that has like, say, I go on Google and I search for something, and you know, the first result usually on Google is an ad, and it'll say ad, Mm -hmm. right. That's okay because I searched for this particular thing. So somebody paid Google when somebody searches for this term or something related to this term, we want you to show this. That's fine. But when I'm on Facebook and Facebook is like, oh, cool. You were looking at this earlier and we're going to show you ads based on that. Like you were browsing Instagram and you liked a couple of pictures Mm -hmm. that had this product in it. So we're going to show you ads for that product and similar things. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I already know that all of the stuff that I do online is being tracked and now you're legitimately shoving it in my face that you know everything about me, you know, and it's just, it's gross. It's, it's gross. Yes, it truly is. Like you can, uh, you can go on Google and like you can turn on or off ad personalization, but like they have a profile for you. Off. You know, based on what you searched. And you can look at it. So, like, I, I pulled mine up really quick. And mine's, like, 25 to 34 years old, which is correct. Speaks English. Is a male. And then it's just, like, things that it thinks I like. And going through the list, it's a lot of technology stuff. It's a lot of mm-hmm. video game stuff. Um, I was recently searching for, like... I was going on Indeed and looking at job things. So it's on here that I'm interested in job listings. Like, you know, nice. I I am single. It knows that I'm single. Like, it's oh, weird. That's, that sucks. Like, Couldn't it's weird. And, and then it also is like, you know, is interested in, in all these things. And it's just weird that it is, that we're okay with that. Yeah. We're okay with these companies building, you know, like it even has on here, like my education status. It has my really? uh, interest. Yeah. Like I'm interested in, in like it has like political stuff. Like it can, it's kind of, kind of guess what my political leanings are and it's not wrong. So like, it's, it's just granted we search for things and those things tell Google and Facebook and all these things about us. And they build a profile to better target us with ads. But I don't want that in my video games. I don't want to be playing a video game and see like an attack ad in a for for politics or something because yeah. the advertising element was like, oh, well, he's super politically active. So we're going to show him po- political ads inside his video game. Like the last thing I want to do is be getting angry at the video game. And then the video game reminding me why I'm angry in real life. (laughs) (laughs) With an ad. With an ad. That's a fair point. (laughs) To make it even worse. (laughs) Like spawn of Satan is running for Congress. I'm like, fuck. Fuck. (laughs) I thought I was, I thought I was getting away with getting away from that shit. 
by playing video games. That's but no. So. <laughs> but yeah, so Microsoft oh. going to bring ads potentially to free-to-play games. I don't – I, I want to be optimistic here. I think they will try it and it will blow up in their face and then they will silently kill it like every other time this has been tried. You don't think it'll go through? I don't I don't think it'll stick. Mm. I think it'll I think it'll happen, but I don't think it'll stick because people hate ads mm-hmm. that much. Yeah. And like the games that are going to be advertised in like are going to be games that people are already paying money for in a lot of ways. Like this doesn't stop at free to play games. Like just like microtransactions, just like everything else. Mm-hmm. We were all like, oh, it's okay because it's a free-to-play game and they got to make money somehow. And then right. all of a sudden all the paid games started having this stuff because they realized that, oh, well, people will still pay $60 for the game and they'll pay money for mm-hmm. microtransactions. So it doesn't stop at free-to-play games. So you can't give them an inch because they'll take the whole fucking mile and then some. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, okay. I see your point. I get you. I mean, who would... Who would honestly want ads, Ariel? You're I mean, like, no one I, wants them. I, I see you. I see you. Hell no. no. If if Microsoft was like, yo, we're putting our ads guaranteed. You get a commercial every 30 minutes in our games. I'm buying a PlayStation. Simple as that. I am not watching no fucking ads. I, I can't even. When I when I scroll on TikTok, I'll, I'll see an ad pop up and I go, nope. And I skip another. I'm like, hell no. Yeah, but at least it has that sponsored tag, so you can see it. At least they let you skip it. Yeah. that I'm grateful they do that. I would uninstall TikTok if they made me watch a 30-second ad every 10 scrolls. Hell no. Could you imagine? Yeah, no. Mm-mm. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But yeah, the billboard is the least offensive thing. Like, I... It makes sense. I just don't trust them to stop at billboards. You think they'll go past it? I I think they go to like... Like, think about how fast loading times are now on these new consoles. I could see them adding ads to the loading screen and then making the loading times longer just so you have to stare at the ad. Like, I could Mm -hmm. see... Kind of like how in Forbidden West, by default, the loading screen... In order for you to exit the loading screen, you have to like manually exit the loading screen because it has tips on it Mm -hmm. you know for how to play the game so i could see it being like oh we're going to show you an ad and we're not going to tell you when the game's done loading it's just gonna be a little thing in the bottom right that changes from like a flashing indicator to press you know press a button yeah and we're just gonna let you stare at this ad until you press the button like press a to yeah versus you know at least with forbidden west you can go in the settings and tell it to automatically bypass start it for you yeah, but it's not ads. It's just tips. Like it's just like, oh, you should. Have you tried this? Have you um, have you tried the uh, quesadilla at Taco Bell? Yes. Starts Taco Bell commercial. Yes. Hey, but what if you're hungry and you're like, what do I eat tonight? You're playing Forbidden West, and all of a sudden, boom, Taco Bell ad. Okay, so fun story. <laughs> um, connect. This was one of the things Microsoft tried to sell as a reason you should have a connect, was you could be playing a game. And then you could be like, hey, Xbox, order food. And then, like, a delivery Stop. service would, like, you could order food through Connect while you were playing a game. 
And so, so literally That's you'd have amazing. a camera, yeah, you could have a camera in your house watching you play video games that listens to everything you say. And then you can just be like, you're playing a game and the Ninja Turtles break out a motherfucking pizza. And you're like, Hey, Xbox, <laughs> Domino's. Hey, Xbox. You know, Domino's, please. And, you know, 30 minutes later, you get a pizza at the door and you're just like, this is the future. <laughs> like... A little, a little off funny. topic, but since you're talking about ordering game, ordering pizza while in video games, have you seen that Minecraft mod to where it's an actual computer in a Minecraft world? Mm-hmm. No, and I, I was I was watching somebody. Yeah, there, there's a mod to where you can put a computer in the Minecraft world, and people play Minecraft and then play Minecraft on the Minecraft. It, it's hard. Yeah. To, it basically, Minecraft Inception. Yeah. But somebody was ordering a pizza through Minecraft, and they got got it delivered. I thought it was funny. <laughs> that is funny. Well, I yeah. think that's hilarious. I mean, yeah, ordering food for delivery is big business, and like they they are trying to shoehorn that shit everywhere. Yeah. Like Apple at one point was like, we've we've opened up the CarPlay API for iPhones, so you can now so that food delivery apps can now be in your car and i'm like that doesn't seem safe <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> just not. just driving along and you're like "Ooh, i could go for some some taco bell and you just punching through the screen on your on your center console ordering taco bell while you're driving mm-hmm. you know that's funny maybe, like, maybe a, not to that extreme yeah but but yeah so ads and ads ads we don't like them yes Taco Bell. This episode is sponsored by Taco Bell. <laughs> covering your uh, ambulance ride. Yes, covering my ambulance ride. Um, Thank you, Taco Bell. Yeah, like I even like some of the podcasts that I listen to. They have like subscriptions where you can pay a little bit of money to support mm-hmm. them, and there's no ads in the podcast. So guess who pays a little bit of money so that they, he doesn't have to hear these random pauses where like you're listening to a video game podcast and then they're just like now for a word from our sponsor manscaped (laughs) and i'm like ah yes dick trimmers on my fucking game podcast let's go dick trimmers like is your are your pubes out of control (laughs) manscaped (laughs) manscaped them manscaped Uh, oh now with the we're now with the lawnmower 4.0. Um, <laughs> I feel the like lawnmower 4.0. I think it's the lawnmower Gosh. 3.0. I think that's what they call their The fact that you know that. Uh, it's ads are effective. <laughs> ads are anything if not effective. That's um, funny. Uh, so I feel moving like on. the Oh go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was go just ahead. gonna say, um, like the ads that I feel like pop up on my um, my podcast that I always listen to are very relatable to the podcast. That's the only way that I like it, but I still will skip through them because you can do that on Spotify. So I just yeah. hit a couple of 15 seconds and I go past it. Yeah. But at least uh, they're they, relatable they, to the podcast. They do mm-hmm. have the lawnmower 4.0 now. Gosh. Do they? Yeah. How ironic. It's the it's the all purpose trimmer for groin and body. 
why are we looking this up? <laughs> <laughs> or like you, you'll be listening to a fucking I, there was a there was a politics podcast that I listened to, and then they would take a break to talk about security systems, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, I'm like, what? How do you segue? What does the writers' room look like for that particular advertisement? Is this like, you know, okay, ninety percent of our audience is liberal, so how do we do this? <laughs> do you think a Trumper's gonna break in your house? Simply say. <laughs> <laughs> simply safe <laughs> like i mean i don't uh, uh, they do a lot of for like people they'll send out like surveys where they get information on their audience and they'll learn like oh the majority of our audience is male or female in this age group and then they tar- they can figure out what to advertise what to target what to target like mm-hmm. what should we advertise so like you know i don't want to make any sweeping generalizations so i'm not gonna i'm not going to but like that's kind of how they do it and sometimes it fits and then sometimes it doesn't yeah there's been a lot of times i listen to a sports podcast at work now i'll i'll be listening and it'll be like and i'm like yo what (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i'm like where did that come from (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> we're talking about these athletes that are at their peak athletic performance. And if you want to be at your peak weight, McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's. Ba-da, ba-da, ba-da. Ba-da. Oh, I'm loving it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, what I'm not loving, though, is this oh. Activision Blizzard settlement. So Activision Blizzard has settled their, se- their mm-hmm. sexual harassment lawsuit for a measly eighteen million dollars. Eight. Uh, I mean, eighteen million dollars. So they they paid them off for eighteen mil. Basically, yeah. Are you? Wait, how many how many people did they pay off? The, uh, how many? It's so they. It's about four hundred and fifty dollars per person. Are you serious? Oh my gosh. Four hundred and fifty dollars per person. Mm-hmm. So they basically And they lost their job, right? Some of them did, some of them still worked there. Oh my gosh. So they basically sexually harassed these people and then also said, fuck you for four hundred dollars. Yeah, basically, your pain and suffering was worth $450. I've gotten bigger bonuses for doing nothing at Home Depot. My tax refund is bigger than that. That's that's, insane. No, that's that's, that's not insane. That's sad, is what that is. Yeah. Like, if you say $18 it's like, wow, $18 million, all right. But versus how many people it is, like, that's... I can't believe that they settled for that, though. Yeah. So the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission um, settled with Activision Blizzard. Um, They originally agreed to settle back in September, um, but those attempting to hold the game publisher to account um, basically tried to get them to push off the settlement. And then eventually they've now officially settled for $18 million. The Department of Fair Employment and Housing um, in California has said that they will... um, probably pursue a separate lawsuit um, mm. because they believe that the settlement was in violation of states' rights mm. um, because this is a federal settlement 
and the this the original lawsuit was a state lawsuit. Um, so that's fun. Yeah. Um. So, but to put the amount in perspective, so uh, they settled for eighteen million dollars uh, in twenty twenty. Uh, CEO, I'm going to kill my secretary, Bobby Kotick. Oh my god. Um, was paid a hundred and fifty million dollars. Um, and when he leaves Activision Blizzard, he will reportedly get a $390 million payout. Wow. Uh, and of course, Microsoft recently acquired Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion. Um, wow. So, yeah. $78.7 billion. 68. Point seven yeah, billion. Sixty-eight point seven billion dollars. And they only had to pay out eighteen million. They only had to pay out eighteen million. That's crazy. No, that's sad. That is sad. Yeah. So, not to put a price on sexual harassment, but there it is. Four hundred and something bucks. Four hundred and fifty dollars per person. Jeez. Um. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And this this continues to be a problem for the video game industry. And I mean, it continues to be a problem everywhere, but particularly mm-hmm. so with video game publishers and developers. I mean, Ubisoft has their problems. Uh, there's been some stuff coming out of uh, Sony's uh, PlayStation and some of their studios. There's been some stuff coming out at some of Xbox's studios. Um, the, apparently the studio behind Ori... The Ori games is a toxic place to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and like they pull, I think if I'm not mistaken, I, I don't want to say it if I'm, if I'm wrong. Um, I think the people that, uh, um, run that studio were like, you know, it was a toxic place to work. Way too many casual, like, Jewish jokes and just casually um, slipping them in. What? How do you? How do you yeah, have just any- like casually slipping them in, and the the founders responded to it, um, basically in the. I don't even want to read this. So finally, we appreciate the irony that we, an Austrian and an Israeli Jew started this multicultural enterprise and we view each other as, as uh, brothers. So basically their response to there's a lot of anti-Semitism in your workplace was, well, my ancestors were probably Nazis and this guy's a Jew. So, and we work together just fine. Wow. <laughs> like, wow. What the fuck? Wow. Yeah. Like they're unbothered. So I, I guess so. Yeah. Wow. Um, and uh, what is up with people this year? People be tweaking. I I don't I don't know. I mean, it's one of the as an example, Mahler and Kroll regularly made unprofessional and offensive comments. Um, Mahler joked in a text chat that was available for anyone in the company to read. Tyler is the only person who is aware of my devious plans to kill the Jews by making them work to death. Whoa. Game development. Whoa. Um, 
and that the founders felt free to make jokes about their penis sizes in the company chat. Like, this kind of shit, it's just disgusting. Like, uh... like there's a chat that you should have with company employees, and then those people within the company who are super BFF, if they want to go have a personal group chat to say all that shit, like, you don't say it, period. But... If you feel like it's okay between you and a peer, you don't say it in a group chat that's like full you of people. Don't, you don't say it to people. Exactly. That's yeah. I mean, yeah, like you were saying, if if it's a friend and y'all are joking around, I mean, it's still wrong jokes. But when you're verbal about it, that that is a complete different story. Yeah, and it, in a company group. Yes, like, it, you're you're taking it from you and your friend joking around to. You are literally insulting people. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one either. They just they have a they have a no bullshit policy for them to say whatever they want, and you know uh, they apparently they feel that the open environment was to solidify the studio's anti woke stance. <laughs> um, <laughs> what the hell? They, they, they had this they had this fear of the company being constrained or shackled by these woke people who would censor us. It was like they were fighting against some invisible censorship. And that's always like what a lot of these people go to is they're like, oh, well, people are just too woke or politically correct. And it's right. like, no, you shouldn't be talking about your coworkers' vagina in the company chat, Paul. Yeah, like, what the period. fuck's wrong yeah. with you? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like it's not okay. You mm. know, like I've had to deal with this in my job. Had to, you know, deal with people that make super inappropriate comments, and the response is always the same. It's either I didn't mean it that way, mm-hmm. but there's no apology, or well, you're just misunderstanding, and you're, you know trying to censor me or you're being politically correct and you know Mm -hmm. i didn't mean it in this such and such way and it's like no i didn't know how you meant it because this is these are the words that literally came out of your mouth yeah and it's not my job to interpret them the way you intended them to be interpreted it's my job to interpret the words that come out of your mouth based on the situation and calling a teenage girl mature for her age while she's in her dance uniform is Mm -hmm. not particularly professional no, not at all. Yeah, not at all. So. so it's it's I'm surprised by their response. Like that they basically could care less. And this it is, is it is kind of surprising actually. Because whenever you yeah. have people come to you, like if something personally doesn't bother you the way that someone has said it, but if some like Okay, that's an issue within yourself. But if someone comes to you in your company and you as the leader of that company say, eh, I don't mind. Like that is a whole nother issue. Because it's like, it's not about if you mind. It's about if your company, if the people in your company mind. Your and there's this whole, yeah. And like, I don't even know. I mean, I'm sure y'all know. But like third party harassment where like if y'all two boys were to be talking about something and it makes me uncomfortable, even though you weren't talking about me, even if I just overheard it and y'all weren't even speaking to me, it doesn't matter. Like if I have felt like I have been harassed, like as a third party, that still counts just as much as if you said it to my face. 
Yep. yep. So for him to be like, eh, it's all right. It's like, you should probably see some help. Like, yeah. <laughs> not just be like, I don't you mind. Like, probably. Definitely like, should see someone. It's not about you. Yeah, definitely it's not about, about you. someone else. It's about someone else feeling uncomfortable. And if that mm-hmm. doesn't make you uncomfortable, like I said, you got issues within yourself. But I mean, if someone came to me, if someone that I worked with came to me and was like, this makes me uncomfy, I'd be like, for sure, let me hear you out. Like, let me hear exactly why and when and who said it and whatever. And that would start a whole probably like open investigation within my store. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you and don't just go, is, uh, he probably was joking. It's all right. Yeah. And if like, if me and someone that I work with were, were joking because we have that kind of relationship and we said something that somebody overheard and took in a negative way or took in a offensive way, the very first thing I'm going to do when it's brought to my attention is sincerely apologize. Apologize. Yeah. Like, because... Yeah. What I said, regardless of whether I was saying, you know, regardless of what I said and who I said it to, it was mm-hmm. clearly inappropriate. And mm-hmm. it was clearly something that this person did not appreciate and did not, uh, you know, find to be appropriate or in, or funny or whatever. And yeah. they're just as their their feelings are just as valid as my feelings and the person I was talking to. And mm-hmm. it's about coming to like getting just coming together and understanding like. Nobody is trying to tell you what you can and cannot say in the in the broad sense. What we are what we're all trying to do is create an environment where everybody feels respected and safe. And that's what I hope comes of all this is that mm-hmm. these companies and these teams do a better job of understanding that this is an industry that has predominantly been male oriented and male dominated. You know, as terms of staffing, leadership, product, targeting, everything from top to bottom, it has been men, particularly young men. But Mm -hmm. the industry and more frankly, particularly white young men and the industry has exploded and more and more people are playing video games from different ethnic, religious backgrounds, different gender identities, sexual orientations, everything. And as the number of people playing games increases and the diversity of the audience increases, the diversity of the content is going to increase and the diversity of the teams is going to increase. And there's going to be some feeling by the old boys club that they're being pushed out. That's not the case. It's just that the tastes that you have no longer reflect the tastes of the market at large. Mm. And you need to adapt to that. That's part of your job is to adapt to the market as it changes and to create products that the market's going to like. Mm -hmm. Is there a market for highly offensive material? Absolutely. There's Mm -hmm. always going to be a market for people who are, you know, boundary pushers or, you know, who walk right up to the line and dance on it. Like there's going to be a market for those people and their, and their, and their shit basically. But broad strokes, this is where the industry is going. This is where the, the 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 audience is going, and you have to move toward that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there were people online that were upset um, about Tiny Tina's Wonderlands and the fact that for the body type, it was this one and that one. Are, are you serious? 
instead of male and female, it was this one and that one. And people were upset because it was, you know, it, it, for whatever their fucking reasons are. And, you know, people are upset that you can have, you know, physically male characters that have feminine voices. And, you know, that is, all right. you know, like, you know. The Sims has allowed you to do this for fucking ever, where you can just make whatever the fuck person you want to make. Like, and nobody in that community has a problem with it. That's just that's just what it is, and it shouldn't matter. Like, it's a fucking video game. Exactly. If it, I mean, it doesn't even. If you feel like it doesn't involve you, just drop it. I'm sure somebody yeah. else takes appreciation to it. You and like, it's it's obvious which one, like it's obvious which one is the male body and which one is the female body yeah like it's obvious it's not you like know, they're trying to hide it yeah it's they're not trying to hide it what they're doing is they're not assigning a g- traditional gender to it so that people who maybe don't conform to traditional gender identities or you know whatever can feel represented and you as someone who does can still select the male body and the male voice and just play the fucking game. Yep. There's nothing wrong with making games more inclusive because the option for you to play it as you always have is still there. Options are not a bad thing. Ugh. You're like, ugh, got that out. Got that ugh. out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the rage. Advertisements and sexual harassment. Two things that just boil my blood. <laughs> no, it's just, it's really just sad to hear. Like, I think I already covered this a few episodes ago, but all the, the companies that we grew up with, like Ubisoft, Blizzard, Activision, even though Blizzard and Activision are basically the same, you know, what you yeah. know what I'm saying. It's just sad to hear these things. It is. It's just, it's like disappointing. It's like, oh, that's what goes on behind scenes. Yeah. And it becomes harder and harder to judge the product independently from the company. Yeah. You know, like I said earlier, like I will not let JK Rowling and her transphobic, hateful rhetoric that she spouts on Twitter ruin my love for the Harry Potter franchise. It's a franchise. It is a story that I grew up on. It defined the, the majority of my childhood. You know, I was, Eight years old when the first movie came out. I read the first book um, before that, not long before that movie came out. And I, I read the books and I got the the final book. I got on the night it came out. I stayed home, read it in a day. And then I Jeez, watched. You read it in a day? Yeah. Hold up. Go back. Nice. Yeah. I read the final you... book in a day. How? When you are hooked. <laughs> And you don't have anything else to do. You just sit and read. That, all right. All right. My fault. Yeah. Go ahead. Continue. And then, and, then the final <laughs> mo- <laughs> and then the final movie came out when I was 18. So like Dang. a 10-year, my entire like growth as a person, you know, was defined by this series, was defined by this, this world where, you know, Anything is possible. And a lot of my, you know, sometimes I think a lot of my idealism comes from that in a way. I'm not going to let her ruin it, but it gets harder and harder every time she opens her fucking mouth for me to be like, (laughs) 
because at some point uh, I, have uh. to, I have to understand that she is in she is inextricably linked to Harry Potter and that world. It is her creation. It is her mm-hmm. world that she made. So at some point there's going to be a line where it's like my continued support of this franchise is putting money in this bitch's pocket is supporting her in a roundabout way. And it's antithetical to my personal view on the matter, which is that I want to support these people and let them know that they are who they are and that's okay. And nobody can tell them otherwise. And, but at some point those two things are at odds Right. And it becomes harder and harder every time she opens her mouth for me to say, you know, yes, I love Harry Potter, but, you know, I don't support her. Yeah. You know, but I do when I pay for the movie and I buy the the swag and go to the, the swag. All right. No, nope. no. Nope. All right. Moving on. Next you know, we have <laughs> when I buy the merch, you know, when I go to the Wizarding World and buy merch like, you know. That's money that goes in her pocket. So I'm saying I don't swag. Yeah, the swag, the Harry Potter swag. Um, So yeah, like I'm saying, I don't support her, but I love this franchise, and in a roundabout way, I am supporting her. And the same thing is going on with these studios. Like I love the Assassin's Creed franchise, Valhalla, withstanding. Um, but Ubisoft is a toxic workplace, and is full of people who are sexually harassing people and they're not being held to account and they're not getting consequences. They're just being moved to another team where they can create new victims and harass entirely new people. And at what point am I continuing to support that behavior by continuing to play their games? Yeah. Like it just becomes harder and harder to separate my feelings for the company and the product. But at the same time, you want to support the people who made the product you know, the team that made the game. You want to support them. But at the same time, you're also giving money to this faceless organization that doesn't hold sexual predators to account. So it's it just makes the entire fun aspect of playing video games harder and harder. Harder and harder to be fun. Harder and harder to separate it. And it's like everything in our society has been infected by this. Where, you know, you have to draw battle lines like this, like Kevin Spacey, the whole douchebag of a person, horrible person, what he did. And but the dude's a fantastic actor and he's been in some extremely good movies that I absolutely adore and I absolutely love. And he's played some really great characters over over the years. It doesn't change the fact that he's an awful human being. And so, but now every time I see him on screen, when I'm watching a movie that I really like, you know, or watching a TV show that he's in or he shows up, you know, like seven. Yeah. As soon as he showed up, I'm just like, ugh. like, I don't, I don't want, like, it, it makes it hard. To, in, to enjoy things. And I think that's a lot of some people's problems. Is that they don't want that to infect their fun. And they don't realize that it's kind of the point. Is that by it being in your face all the time, you can't ignore it. Yeah. 
So, but we're going to move on from this subject because we could talk about this for for a while and, you know, continue to just to hate really... on J.K. Rowling and yeah, all that I, good stuff. I, I, could, I could have it host an entire podcast series about me hating on J.K. Rowling. That's, Damn. that's yeah. Uh, yeah. So sticking right, with so Activision ne- Blizzard. Go ahead. Next week's topic, J.K. Rowling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sticking with um, Activision Blizzard, um, Vicarious Visions is no more. Uh, the studio behind the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake and the Crash uh bandicoot insane trilogy um is uh officially been consumed by blizzard Um, so uh this studio was founded 31 years ago um it's they sold to activision in 2005 they made some really great mobile ports of tony hawk games for the grant for the gba like taking the the Tony Hawk experience and making it playable on a Game Boy, uh, they did some some great stuff. Um, and then they were merged with Blizzard in October 2021. Um, Exciting! They, yeah, they they had helped support Diablo 2 Resurrected. Uh, what I've heard. Um, what I've read is that they are working on Diablo 4 in some capacity as well. Um, Vicarious Visions is a, is a fantastic team. They made some really great games. And it's sad that they've been absorbed by Blizzard. Yeah. But this has been Activision's MO. You know, you are either a Call of Duty support studio... Or you are Blizzard. And there's kind of no in-between. Yeah, I would say so. Which is a damn shame. Speak, I heard you, you threw in a little bit of Diablo 4 in there. Is there any release date for that? No. Ah. <laughs> Last I had read was that um, it was originally planned for this year... Um, but had been pushed uh, into 2023 and possibly 2024. Sheesh. Good little distance. That's a long time, yeah. That is a long time. So um, I will believe that it is... I mean, it'll come out eventually. Um, I think that they are... I think Overwatch 2 is their focus right this moment, trying to figure out exactly what they're going to do with that. Um and how they're going to square that very interesting circle. Right. Of a sequel that isn't actually a sequel. Um, it's basically <laughs> just a, a big update. Basically. Um, they're announcing a new WoW expansion this week. So we'll see um, what that looks like. And, you know, I, I think that Blizzard... Blizzard is a studio that could do no wrong for a very long time and they coasted as a result of it 
Yeah. People bought everything that they put out and people loved everything they put out. And when there were big issues, they fixed them and people still loved them for it. Like loot boxes are around because of them. Like Overwatch was the OG loot box game. I didn't know that. You know, they gave they, they away, were the one that started. Yeah, they the loot were the box one that, system. They started the loot box system. You could buy them, um, and you got one every time you leveled up, and you got a free one every time you leveled up, and then you could buy more if you wanted them. Uh, but it was always, you know, it was cosmetic stuff. Other developers like EA kind of took it and tried to make it so that there was like progression tied into those loot boxes. And Blizzard was just like, no, this is all cosmetic stuff. But then like originally it was like skins and things like that. And then they diluted the pool with voice lines and other other things that you could. Yeah. You know, and by diluting the pool of stuff, the cool stuff, the skins were less likely to pop up because you were more likely to get, you know, player icons or you yeah, know, stupid shit. Stupid. Shit. Same thing. Same thing happened with Smite. I don't know if you're big on that, but same exact I was, thing. I was big into arena mode for a while. Yeah, I don't know if you remember the loot box system, but it used no. to be it was strictly skins, and as time passed. You would get like skins for wards, and it's like, when the fuck? I use a ward maybe one or twice a game, and then I don't see it. I just place it, keep walking. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you, I, you can't get skins in that game. Skins in a in a first person shooter are also fun because you very rarely see them. <laughs> like, yes, see them it's like, the, what's the point of having them? You see them on the player menu. It's why, like, I get people want to be customized, and it's oh, it's it's for the when you win and you have the, the the winning team on the screen, you can see your skin and it's and other people can see it and you know you customize. I get it, um, but just let me buy the skins I want. Like I'll be more. The funny thing is, I'm less likely to buy a loot box than if you were to charge a dollar ninety nine for a skin that I really wanted. I'd probably just buy it. Mm. And yeah. so. I would spend yeah. more money on these games to buy dope ass skins. I ain't paying twenty dollars a skin like Halo Infinite and all these other games want you to pay, but like two, three, four dollars, maybe five dollars for a really dope ass skin. Mm-hmm. I'll pay it for that skin, but I'm not paying money for a loot box where I have a chance to get something. Yeah, you know, I mean, agreed. Not... Agreed. Like... Besides, you know, Ultimate Team, but agreed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have no room to talk, Mr. Ultimate Team, man. No, skins. Skins, I agree. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Ultimate Team is a little Especially special loot, place in my loot, heart. Loot boxes on steroids <laughs> what that is. Uh, it, so, it fuels my gambling. It fuels your gambling. Yes. <laughs> it really does. It really and, does. You know, I guess it's probably cheaper to gamble on on that than it is to actually gamble real money you'd be Um, surprised uh but then at the same time (laughs) when you're gambling real money you kind of get that shock and awe of like fuck i'm gonna go broke if i don't stop versus ultimate Mm -hmm. team it's kind of like two dollars here five dollars there ten dollars here and before you know it you've spent thousands of dollars 
Only thing is, that's how I do my gambling. I'm like two dollars yeah, here, five dollars here. That is how and I'm like, hold up, I've spent five hundred this week. I'm joking, 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 Ariel. But you know, <laughs> everybody has their vice. Yes, yes. <laughs> everybody has their vice. Some vices are just more expensive than others. <laughs> I mean, those little two, three, four dollar bets when you place fifty of them a day, it kind of adds up. Fifty yeah. a day. I'm joking, joking. <laughs> I'm bust down that door right now. We're gonna pause the podcast for a moment. There's gonna be a murder committed, and then when we get back. <laughs> This is going to be a, a Who Done It podcast. I'll be right back. <laughs> we'll play Clue. <laughs> this is this is going to be one of those murder podcasts. Um, Involvement and, by y'all is required. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, so yeah, no, I mean you're gambling. Ariel's drinking. I'm drinking. I haven't. I haven't been drinking. Oh, I drank the other day. I was gonna say I made pina coladas. <laughs> I forgot about that. And That's you were good. here to see it too. Yeah, so you I saw know it. I'm not I know. You know that I was about to lie. I know. I was like, hold on Sorry. a second. She ain't got she ain't about to say she hasn't drank in a while. That was two days ago. Was it only two days to, ago? To her, that's a while. She normally has to bust bust down a beer or something every three hours. So a you know, beer. a shot, maybe a bitch beer. I don't drink beer. Yeah, yeah. same. I Beer's gross. have not. I have not had a one of my like go to beers in a long time. Mm-hmm. Beers are disgusting. Like, Hands down. I am. I am a big stout guy. I like a good. A good stout, like um, there's one that I'm a huge fan of. Uh, it's called Rev, and it's a coffee stout. Ooh. And I'm not a coffee drinker. I want the, I, I people are surprised when I say that. Like I don't drink coffee. I'm not big on on mm-hmm. on coffee. It's just never really something that I liked. Uh, but like coffee flavored alcohol, it, I guess like it just it. makes it easier to drink. Because it doesn't taste Maybe bad. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm yeah. gonna go get a drink right now. Oh my! <laughs> I'm gonna. Get, you know what? I am off on Tuesday. I can't drink too much though because you know kidney stones. Ooh. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I might swing by Rouse's and get myself a, a little four pack of some uh, some of my fancy stout beer. Oh, and here we go. Kick one. Two back alcoholics and a gambler. Pick one back. And, <laughs> sorry, two alcoholics and a dumb rug. Thank you very much. No, it is a dumb rug gambling. Dumb, dumb rug <laughs> gambler. Um, Let's just switch it to dumb gambling. Dumb Yo, gambling. shut up. <laughs> two alcoholics and a dumb gambler. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I might kick back and watch the Batman. And mm. that and sounds fun. That does sound drink fun. Some, drink some beer. Eat some, some pizza food that goes with beer, like a pizza, pizza or something. Pizza. I was trying to think of food. Like whenever I'm thinking beer food, I always just go to cheese fries. Cheese fries. <laughs> cheese fries. Specifically, the cheese fries from Chimes that have they they serve it with a little thing of gravy that you can dip it in. Oh, talk I've about it! So good. Actually, talk I had about, that. Uh, talk about a, a food stuff that you look at it and go, "God damn, I'm fat." And then, 
Oh, oh man. God. Like, where's the protein? There isn't any. <laughs> There's no <laughs> meat. Up, no, it's just potatoes, cheese, and gravy. Oh, gosh. I mean, Don't judge. Not judging. Not judging. There is no judgment here. The Canadians call that poutine. I call it uh, uh, just a, a fun night out. A fun night out. <laughs> uh, so let's transition from one shitty company to another shitty company. Uh, from Activision to Epic. Um, oh, Atlanta. Well, oh, you don't like Epic? I know, Epic. I like Epic. Epic has grown on me recently. What have they done? Uh, Epic is a horrible company. Um, oh, here we go. Terrible people. Um, but the Fortnite community is not terrible. Uh, and they raised $144 million for direct assistance for Ukraine. Oh, my God. So, you guys are supposed lot. to join in. Uh, Sorry. Listen, uh, it's probably a tax dodge at the end of the day. Like, I mean, yeah. So we're going to we're going to celebrate it, but I'm not going to celebrate Epic. I'm going to celebrate the community of Fortnite players who donated money through Fortnite to support direct relief, UNICEF, uh, the World Food Program, uh, the UN Refugee Agency and the World Central Kitchen uh, to provide relief for refugees and those affected by the war in Ukraine. Well done. Um, so that's some good news, some happy news. Um, that is happy news. And now let's move into some game announcements. This week, oh. Oh. This week had some big game announcements. So uh, speaking of Epic, Unreal Engine 5 is officially out. It is officially available for developers to build games with. Um, and one of the games that will be developed with it uh, is the next Tomb Raider game. Uh, so Crystal Dynamics announced that they are creating a new Tomb Raider game um, that is, I guess, a continuation of their uh, existing Tomb Raider trilogy that just wrapped up with Shadow of the Tomb Raider a little while ago. Um, so they are working on that. Uh, no information on when it's going to come out. It's going to be a while. Uh, but it will be running on Unreal Engine 5. Um, so that's fun. That is fun. Yeah, I I really liked the to- the new Tomb Raider games. I haven't played them. Yeah, Ariel hasn't played them. I've I've touched them a good bit. I haven't uh I haven't really dove in as much as I should. I guess you they could say they're very good. Um, the first one, the Tomb Tomb Raider twenty thirteen, um, I was shocked at how good it was because I thought it was going to be garbage. I've played um, through that one. And then Rise of the Tomb Raider is is exceptional. Is very good. Um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, it's not made by the same people because they went on to make they were making the Avengers at the time. Um, mm-hmm. so it's made by a different team. Um, but it's still a very good game. It's not quite as good as Rise, but I think it's still better than Tomb Raider 2013. Um, its biggest issue is that the story isn't quite as solid, um, and more importantly, uh, it tries to shoehorn some open world mechanics in. Right. Um, so there's some side missions and 
things like that. It's just like, that's not why I'm here. Like, I'm here to play poor man's Uncharted. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, now. No insults to the Tomb Raider games, because the Tomb oh. Raider games were the inspiration for the Uncharted games. So, um, but, but yeah, so they're making a new one of those. Yeah. Exciting. That's cool. Exciting. All right. Kingdom Hearts 4. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I am, a, <laughs> I am a huge Kingdom Hearts fan. Um, Kingdom Hearts was the first game I ever put more than 100 hours into. Sheesh. Um, back on the PS2. I That's a lot of hours. Yes. It is. It is. Uh, especially for like 11-year-old me. That was a lot. Um, I loved the mix of the Final Fantasy universe with Disney properties, um, you know, running around with Donald and Goofy and, you know, re-experiencing like Tarzan and Aladdin and all these stories, but in a new, in a new way. It was really, really fun. And Kingdom Hearts 2 was just as great. And then the series went on this meandering fucking, like, just, I don't even know what the fuck with some of these games um you know you have phone games mobile games uh you know just all sorts of stuff um you know you had kingdom hearts then you had kingdom hearts chain of memories which was a game boy advance game and then kingdom hearts 2 and then kingdom hearts coded which was a mobile phone game uh Mm -hmm. kingdom hearts 358 over two days um which was uh a ds game kingdom hearts birth by sleep for the psp kingdom hearts dream drop distance it's a lot Um, of kingdom's heart yes a a lot of kingdom hearts uh and then finally kingdom hearts 3 and then a rhythm game uh called melody of memory uh that sounds enchanting that does sound enchanting yeah so it is a lot uh and they announced two new uh kingdom hearts games coming um kingdom hearts missing link uh which is a mobile game um and then kingdom hearts 4 which will start a uh a new story for sora um of course this week was the 20th anniversary uh, the first game came back out back in 2002 um so yeah i was lies i wasn't 11 i was nine when that game came out Aww. holy shit Baby Tyler. Uh, yeah, so I put a lot Baby of... Baby Tyler. 100 hours is even more impressive <laughs> when you figure I was nine. Um, Actually, why did your parents let you play for that long? <laughs> uh, well, it was 100 hours over, like, several weeks and months. It wasn't, like, all at once. Yeah, of um, course. But uh, it was that or fucking, like, Grand Theft Auto, I guess. So... <laughs> Understandable. You know... Uh, they probably looked at it and said, at least this one's got Disney characters. <laughs> uh, so I still have not played Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, partly I, my fault. I have. Uh, I decided when Kingdom Hearts 3 came out that I wanted to play through the um, collections on my PS4 to play through all of the games. Um, and then jump into Kingdom Hearts 3. And I just never got around to it. And I keep putting it off because I've heard from some fans that it plays like fan fiction. 
<laughs> um, yeah. And then I've heard some people say that it's good, and some people say that it's dog tier trash. Mm. Um, so, uh, but now I have a reason to play it because uh, this game is uh, Kingdom Hearts 4 has been announced. So you're going to play through the third one now? Uh, yeah. I will probably, oh. uh, it'll probably be the next game that I play through. That's um, the only one I've played, and it's, uh, yeah, fan fiction. Very yeah. fan fiction. Yeah. I, um, funny story, uh, so that, this was announced last Sunday. This would have been on our last episode had we recorded last week. Um, and I was actually really excited to talk about this before my, uh, before the rocks in my bladder decided to act up um so like you collect them in your bladder you're like oh man my rocks but it was acting up (laughs) i woke up in the middle of the night um and like i woke up sweating and i got up and i changed and and i started feeling some pain in my back so i took some medicine and i looked at my phone in the process and i opened up twitter and i saw kingdom hearts was trending and it's, it was Kingdom Hearts 4. And I just remember looking at it and going, <laughs> yeah, no. And then put my phone down. <laughs> and then I wake up later and I'm like, oh, shit, it actually happened. <laughs> Little did you know. Little did I know. Uh, and funny. so um, I like to think I had a premonition. Like I woke up and was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> some, some Kingdom Hearts shit might be going down. <laughs> You're sweating. Your body was trying to wake you up. That's all. Yeah, one of the podcasts I listened to, one of the hosts on it was like, yeah, no, I woke up in the middle of the night, like, there was just a disturbance in the force. (laughs) (laughs) And I looked at my phone and saw Kingdom Hearts 4 was trending, and I saw that they were releasing it, and she was just like, that's why I woke up. (laughs) It was a sign. It was a sign that the end times truly are here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, they are... um, making another one and uh the the trailer uh seems to hint that potentially kingdom hearts 4 will feature some star wars shit no shot uh because I, remember I get ariel on it the mouse house does own star wars star wars so, yes um and there was a lot of rumors that Kingdom Hearts 3 would have Star Wars stuff in it or Marvel hold stuff. Hold up, hold up. Did you just say the Mouse House? The yes. Mouse House. That took me a little, a little second. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> there there's there's a lot of there's a lot of terms that I use to describe Disney. So The Mouse House. The Mouse House, the house that Walt built. You know. It's Mickey's personal things. factory. Of joy, personal factory. Of um, joy. Listen, I sound... was I was born and raised in Florida. There is a there is a like a, a legal statement that my parents had to sign when I was born that I will <laughs> forever be a fan, a Disney fan, no matter what never, they do. You can never um, bad talk it. And if I if I ever shit talk Disney in any way, they will revoke my ability to go back to the state of Florida. Ooh, uh, which. If I didn't have family there, it would not be that big of a deal. Um, yeah. Because outside of family and Orlando, who the fuck wants to go to Florida? Beaches. Beaches, man. Drugs. Everybody, Cubans. Everybody who's not from Florida <laughs> wants to go to Florida. And everybody from Florida is just like, get the fuck out of here. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's we try to be crazy. We try to be crazy, and that doesn't stop you. <laughs> it's the pretty beaches. Beaches aren't crazy. Yeah, like, yeah, no, I was driving to school, and we saw three meth labs blow up. Oh, really? Damn, Damn that's gosh. crazy. Damn, let's go check that out, guys. Let's go Come check on. that out. Let's <laughs> go. There were people up. I had a friend in high school that had moved from uh, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, somewhere in the Northeast, and had moved down. And uh, one of her friends from back where she grew up asked her where she had moved to. And she said the name of the town that I lived in. And it was just like, oh, yeah, I hear they got a lot of drugs there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's and, Florida. And then they were like, and, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, because that's the area of the state that has the good drugs. Oh, oh gosh. The good ones. The good ones. That's rough. Yeah. No, that's good. You, he, he's in an area with the good drugs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was in an area that was fairly wealthy, one of the fastest growing cities and counties in the country, one of the, some of the best schools in the state. And as some of result, the best meth in the country. Some of the absolute best. And Heisenberg really went sicko mode. Despite the fact that it had some of the best drugs in the country, your boy couldn't find a single person who knew how to get weed when he was in high school. <laughs> Not well, one. That's okay. <laughs> that's all right. We don't need weed. No, we, we don't need weed. We have alcohol. And meth. <laughs> oh, well, God. I don't. I don't have meth, but I do have hydrocodone. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not abusing Ooh. it, by the way. I'm only taking it when my I'm in severe pain, which so far has only, been three times. I'm only taking it when I want to just three you times. know pop a perk after it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna wash it down with a perk. Like <laughs> no, it in one hand, Percocet in the other. Let's go. Easy. <laughs> Wash it down with some whiskey. Let's. Oh. Let's blow that's, this popsicle stand. Now that's a bad oh, mix. <laughs> I mean, I guess you know what. Next conversation. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so Kingdom Hearts Four is is coming. Um, that series of drug fueled fucking lunacy um is is oh, coming yes. back and i for one could not be happier uh see I'm, i just don't care for it ariel hasn't played it i i feel like the third one left a bad taste in my mouth maybe i should give it another shot i think that the, the problem you run into now is that one and two are old Oh, so shit. I mean, one is twenty. One can vote. I think two one can, can vote. vote. Yeah, I think I think two can vote too. Um, because I think Kingdom Hearts two was two thousand four. Well, let's just hope. Uh, I don't have to understand anything for the fourth one, and then maybe I'll give it a shot. Uh, well, considering that it's its own, it's starting its own story. You can probably get away with that. All right, good. And we'll do that. Um, but yeah, so Kingdom Hearts 4 is 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 coming and yes, we are excited for it. Or at least I mean, I'm, Yeah, I was like, uh, I'm, I'm a... Now, for something no one is excited for. 
Cyberpunk 2077 is getting its first expansion. Oh, let's go. And it will land in 2023. Ooh, I haven't played that game yet. Um, so this is an interesting week for CD Projekt Red. So, of course, they announced that a couple weeks ago that they're working on a new Witcher game um, on Unreal Engine 5 rather than their own in-house technology. Uh, they announced this week that their in-house tech team uh, would be moving on to the next-gen version of uh, The Witcher 3. Um, and that has been delayed indefinitely. Okay. Um, and uh, nobody knows when. It was supposed to come out this quarter. Um, so sometime before the end of June and it has been delayed until further notice. And in the midst of all that continued support for cyberpunk 2077 upcoming launch of a spinoff of Gwent. They're delaying the Witcher three wild hunt for next gen. They're making a new, uh, Witcher game on unreal. And now they have announced that the first cyber cyberpunk 20s i almost said cyber shit <laughs> i mean it kind of is kind of um, is cyberpunk is 2077's first expansion uh, will arrive in 2023 okay so since you asked i have tried to play this game four times and i have not made it i have made it to the exact same point in the story all four times and then i stopped playing the game and I don't know what it is about the game that I just, it just does not interest me at all. And I was really excited for this game and really pumped for this game. And then it came out and it was a broken fucking mess. Um, it, the, like how broken? So the console versions basically were unplayable. It was so bad that Sony actually pulled the game off the store and you couldn't buy it anymore. Oh, shit. That's um, bad. And yeah. Xbox uh, put a notice on the store page that was like, yeah, you may not want to buy this game and play it unless Dang. you have, um, you know, because it's just it's not very good. And the literally the only place it was marginally playable was the PS4 Pro. Um it was kind. It was actually not terrible on that system. The PC was fine as far as um, like performance. It was just full of bugs and systems that didn't work. And um, the performance, in my experience, hasn't been that great. I've tried to run that game. Like my system should be capable of running that game at the settings I have it set at at a solid sixty frames per second, and it just doesn't do it. It just doesn't hit it, and it sucks. Which is bad. Um, Don't they yeah. have people to like test these games out before they launch them, or can you, you just uh... not tell until? So it's, launched? it's a little bit of both. Um, so they have they have people, they have teams that whose job it is is to play test these games, right. QA testers, and um. You're He's never like, gonna, how, how do I? <laughs> you're never gonna catch a hundred. You're never gonna catch a hundred percent. Right, um, of course. 
games eventually have to come out. They're never finished. Um, you know, there is a, there's a saying in the video game industry that video that games are never released; they escape um, <laughs> because That's there's funny. always stuff you want to do, more stuff you want to add, things you want to fix. It's just always the case. Um, but you eventually are going to run out of time, so you don't really have the option to do that. Um, so you have teams that are supposed to play test it, but they can't test everything. When you release a game, especially a, an open game like Cyberpunk that has a lot of systems that interact with each other, gives players a lot of freedom to do whatever they want to do and approach systems and, and gameplay however they want to, you, you're never going to be able to replicate everything that a player might do. And so a player might stumble across stuff that is just you just didn't catch with cyberpunk it's clear they knew the game was in the state that it was but they had delayed it so many times and they had announced the game like 10 years before it came out um that they just i guess decided to shove it out the door and hope that they could hope that the the, the PC version was where the majority of people wanted to play and that the console version would be good enough to hold people over till the next gen versions. Um, but it ended up being that it was just not, not good, not good. And what's crazy about that game is one thing I hear consistently is that the, the, the structure of the main narrative kind of discourages you from doing the side content and the side content is infinitely better than the story dang that's rough that is um, rough yeah so so you know that shit is bad yeah, yeah. so they are they're still fixing it. The The most recent patch, version 1.5, that we talked about on the podcast a few weeks ago, that one has um, shored up a lot of the issues, and the game is definitely in a state now where it is much okay. better. Is it playable? It is It is playable. Okay. Um, if, you, you know, if you have a PC, if you have a next-gen system... If you have an Xbox One X or a PS4 Pro, um, it is basically in a state where you can play it. If you still have a base Xbox One or an Xbox One S or a base PS4, don't bother. Hmm. But that's less to do with the game and more to do with—I mean, less to do with the systems and more to do with the game. It's just too—it's—it's it's too ambitious for those systems. Yeah, it's just—it's just not. It shouldn't have been... It should have been a next-gen only game, is what it should have been. Um, but that would... And, and honestly, that probably would have been a good idea, because they would have had to delay it a year um, to be a next-gen game. And fix all the issues. And they would have... Uh, yeah, they would have been able to fix all of the issues. Um, they should put you on payroll. They should do what? I said they should put you on payroll. I, I would have told them not to release it. I would have been screaming from the rooftops not to release it. Mm. Could you imagine? Like, I would have been like, this isn't <laughs> this isn't ready. This you can't 
you're going to burn every fucking piece of goodwill that you had from The Witcher 3. Which is a game I still have not played. Because every time I try to sit down and play that game, I'm just like, it's a hundred fucking hours and I don't have the time. Mm. Um, <laughs> the Witcher 3 is a good game, though. I know, it's a great game from that everything game is I've heard. so good. It's, it's fantastic. And they build up, they had so much goodwill from that. That yes. It was the most pre-ordered game. One of the most pre-ordered games in history, Cyberpunk 2077. Because people were so sure that the game was going to be good because The Witcher 3 was good. And then the game came out and it was a, an atrocious mess. And it's like, you fucked your own self there. Hey, well put. Yep. <laughs> you knew it. You knew it wasn't good, and you should have known that this was not what people wanted or what people expected, and this was going to blow up in your face. Yeah. Um, I feel like there has to be a line where you just say, this game isn't ready, even though we said it would be ready at this time. It's just not. And the thing is, is like, we talked about just, this. I don't think they want to face the disappointment. I feel Delays. like that's, that's literally it. They don't. But they I don't want like, to disappoint people. But the delaying a game, I feel like, would come with less or not as much backlash as, oh, here's the game y'all have been waiting on, and it is completely unplayable that they even have to take it off the store. Like, yes, I feel like in that extreme, it would just be better to delay it and be like, you know, we're sorry, but would rather give you the right product than force this out there and you can't even play it. Hey, you yeah. would think, but then I mean, they I'm still do this shit. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think delays, it's kind of like when you think about the last two years and you think about the, the pandemic world that we live in, think about movies. We're just now getting movies that were supposed to come out two years ago. Like they're True. just now coming out. And, and we're loving them. And we're loving them. We are, we're, we are loving fantastic. them. But there was... You think about um, Morbius as an example. More. Which, is, which <clears throat> I haven't gone and seen. I refuse to go watch it. I, but I've heard bad which things. Which one is that again? It's the vampire Marvel one that just came out. And oh, yeah. People the trailer looked it. great. The trailer looked good, but I knew it was going to be <laughs> shit from the beginning. I knew it. I just I had a feeling in my bones it was gonna be terrible and I'm I'm not going to see it because it turns out I was right. That sucks. Um, but that movie was supposed to come out in October, I think, of last year. And then it got delayed to January and then it got moved to April. And the reason it got moved from October to January was because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And then it got moved from January to April because of Spider Man making so much goddamn money that Sony didn't want to take up any more air. If, you know, yeah. to for for that movie, um, but these movies can only be delayed so much. And video games are the same thing, especially from companies that are publicly traded and have shareholders. Like the shareholders, ultimately, the, the the game has to come out to make money because you can't keep pouring money into it. You need to make money right. eventually, and so right. eventually, you just have to kind of ship it. You know, that's yeah. just where it is. But gamers are very, very forgiving. And like, I would rather, and most people I know would rather the game be delayed a couple months or a year and then come out in a state that is playable 
yeah. than come out in a state where the game is absolute garbage because you yeah. wanted to hit a release date. Yeah, and it's like you can't even enjoy the game. And if the game is to make you money, it's obviously... You don't want the first thing that people say about the game is, oh, it's unplayable, it's horrible, it's got all yeah. these bugs and issues. Then even some people who were going to give the game a chance probably aren't. Even after you fix your issues, they're like, eh, I'm kind of yeah. over it. Because a and lot of were... games, I feel like people are impulse buying them too. So yeah. you lose all those people. You lose the people that were just going to like... You lose the people who wait because you have people mm -hmm. who don't pre-order that they wait till the game is out and reviews are out and then they buy the game so that they you know right. they know they're getting a good game. You lost them immediately, exactly, you know, um, because the game came out and it was bad. And yeah. then you push yeah. this narrative of being kind of hard to get on refunds and trying to blame Xbox and PlayStation and all this stuff, you know, for their refund policies. And it's like, no, you should just come out and say, like, okay, we've we've talked to Sony, we've talked to Microsoft, we're gonna we're gonna tell them to make special cases for refunds. You you kind of pushed against it, you know, and so you kind of created a bad will from that. Like people were like, oh well, the game's bad, I'm gonna refund it. Oh no 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 no, you can't do that. Um, right. You know, so I think people would rather be get, rather the game be delayed. But this comes back to. You wouldn't be in this position in the first place if you didn't announce the game so far out in advance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they announced it how what year? Um shit. Uh let me see. Let me do a quick Google search. Um it was announced in um uh, 2012. 2012. And so, when did it release? December of 2020. Jeez. And yeah, it was announced in May of 2012. So uh, eight and a half years after it was announced, um, it came out. And then they delayed it multiple times. And they kept delaying it. Um, you know... It was originally, they announced in E3 of 2019 that it was going to come out April 16th, 2020. And then they delayed it to September 17th. And then they delayed it to November 19th. And then they delayed it to December 10th. And that's when it eventually came out. Um, and uh, it's shitty, but they did get death threats for that last delay. Um, Dang. Yeah, which, yeah. Is, which is horrible. People um, got to chill out. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. No, it's not that big of a deal. But they delayed it so many times. And the point is, is like, in April, when you delayed it from April to September, you probably knew that it was in a state where you probably were going to need more than five months. And so you probably should have delayed it to December then. Mm. And then been like, okay, well, we're going to give ourselves eight months to kind of get it wrapped up and fixed and finished. And then in like October... You could have been like, all right, we don't think we're going to hit December. The game's not really where we want it to be. We're going to delay it until summer of 2021. Um, and or maybe even say, hey, we're going to delay it until like November of 2021. But we're going to also release on the next gen systems at the same time. So you're going to get next gen, current gen, everything all at once. And the delay would not have been as bad if they hadn't delayed it so many times beforehand and if the game hadn't been announced eight years prior, 
Hmm. Eight years so, is a little long time. Yeah, that was a, that was a big say, mistake. But for you to say, hey, we're going to have this game, and then people be waiting on it for that long, and for it to come out with issues that you can't even play it, like, that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And so they, they've now bit themselves in the foot, and like, you know... You can imagine now when The Witcher 4 or whatever it ends up being called is getting close to release, there's not going to be a rush to pre-order it and buy it because everybody's going to be like, well, what if? What if? And so, you know, there's a reason some game developers can get away with this shit. Like Bethesda Game Studios gets away with buggy ass games. Um, and they shouldn't, but they do. Uh, but they make games that people really, really like, and yes, they have bugs, but they're not unplayably buggy. Yeah. You know, the, the, the bugs are more of a like, oh, that's funny. Or that's mm-hmm. clearly like goofy, not kind of. Yeah, like, I don't okay. think I'm supposed to get launched into space when a giant slams his club on me, but it's kind of funny that I do. Yeah. You know, like, um, that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, Fallout 76 is a train wreck, and there's definitely some hesitancy by people about Starfield, you know, of, like, are they really going to be able to deliver a game that people actually enjoy after the mess that was Fallout 76? But Bethesda has a style, and Bethesda has a process, and, you know, they, they yes, they announced the game a little earlier than they normally would, um, way earlier than they normally would. Right. But they still haven't showed anything and they haven't really ramped it up and they're they're probably going to do their normal like June this year we'll probably get a huge like 45 minute presentation about the game and its systems and gameplay and all this other stuff and then they'll kind of put out information over the coming months and then it'll come out in November. Which is much preferred. I would much rather that than dropping stuff and teasing stuff for years. Well, I mean, I kind of I feel like 76 was only bad because it's it was a multiplayer aspect. Oh, yeah, that played a huge part of it. Yeah, I, I have no doubts about Starfield. I think Starfield would be a great game. I still to this day love how vindicated Fallout 76 made me feel. Because for years, everybody was like, I want multiplayer Skyrim, or I want multiplayer Fallout. And I was like, no, you don't. No, you don't. You think you do, but you don't. You don't actually I mean, I want that. I think it would be fun. <laughs> like, well, go try it. <laughs> yeah. And then Fallout 76 comes out, and then everybody's like, this sucks. And I'm like, see? Yeah. Like, the game, like the game, the, the games that Bethesda makes, yes, how it would be awesome to run around Skyrim with a friend. It would. Don't get me wrong. It would be great. Yeah. But the level of interactivity that I want in a game like Skyrim, I want to be able to pick up a basket and set it on a shopkeeper's head and steal them, rob them blind. Like, I want to be able to do that. And that level of interactivity is not possible, you know, to the same extent in a game that is multiplayer. Because right. you have you have to you know client syncing and state syncing and all these things that have to be synced between the two clients 
you know, so that when I pick up that bu- that basket and put it on the NPC's head on my screen, it also needs to be on the head of the NPC on my friend's screen. The NPCs need to be in the same location, like which means you can't have them walking around as much because it's going to be harder to sync that up um, between yeah. the clients. So it's, you know, yeah, it's doable. And had they invested more time into it, they probably could have figured it out. But I... It's just a pain. It's a pain in the ass. It's hard to do. And I vastly prefer to explore those worlds by myself. You know? See, I enjoy multiplayer. I know you don't, but I enjoy enjoy multiplayer. I enjoy multiplayer. I love it. But, like, when I'm exploring, like, a Bethesda world, they do so much ambient storytelling. Where, like, you'll be walking around and you'll stumble across a camp with a skeleton in it. And there'll be, like, a note that this person wrote. Um, and, like, you know, you know, saying that they had had enough and all this other stuff. And then you'll find a bottle of poison on the ground. And, like, there's that kind of just... It's not a quest that took you there. It's not a, like, map marker that you went to. Like, you just were walking and exploring and you came across that and i find when i play games with other people there's always like we're doing this right now we're you know we're trying to build this or we're trying to do this quest or we're doing you know we're trying to find these collectibles and when you're hyper focused on that you miss all of that ambient storytelling right and so you don't stumble across the camp with the guy who committed suicide because the woman he pined for rejected him. Or you don't run across the house in the woods that's actually the secret base of the, you know, uh, the Dark Brotherhood. Or, you, you know, you don't accidentally stumble across an orphanage where, you know, the kids are trying to summon the Dark Brotherhood to kill the lady that runs the orphanage because she's a terrible person. You don't stumble across that stuff. Because you're so hyper-focused on doing other things. Like playing Tiny Tina's with Matt. Like we're running and grabbing quest markers. And then we're running and just running and gunning. And we're not... And and we're listening to the dialogue while we're playing. But we're not... I'm not like looking around every corner. And and looking at the the world so much as I'm looking out for lucky dice. Right. I love those lucky dice. Have you seen them? Yeah. No, my fault. My fault. What do you mean? My fault. I just didn't know if you've seen them yet. Luck's going up. Yeah, I know. I know you haven't. Uh, I know you haven't really played Tiny Tina's. Great game, no, by I've, the way. I've just watched. Yeah, great game. It's it's a great game, but like that's kind of where I'm coming at with the multiplayer stuff. Is that like there's always an objective or you know something that you got, that you've decided to do as a group. And it distracts from the exploration aspect of just wandering, you know, like even even World of Warcraft, when I would play with Matt, we would be doing quests and, you know, hyper focused on turning them in and skipping the dialogue. When I would play by myself, I would read the quest dialogue and I would, you know, take my time and I would explore the the, the area around me. Like there's not like hidden secrets or anything like, you know, but it was more slower paced and interesting. Whereas when you're playing with other people, you're like, I don't want to hold everybody back. I feel that. So I'm on like two ends of that because on one side, if it's a game where 
you can die. I'm going to die if I don't have help. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like the second person for that. But uh, whenever you say like you read the dialogue and like I'm really into story games. If it doesn't Mm -hmm. have a story to it, I'm really not that interested in it. I'm going to lose interest in it very quickly. I get kind of bored with it. Like I need a story, not just go here, do this to unlock something. I need a story. So like whenever like Chase and I play together, I like, he's like, let's go. And I'm like, wait, we didn't even hear what they said. And he's like, nah, don't matter. And he just goes, he's probably (laughs) played the game before and I never have. So I'm like, wait, what are they saying? And he's like, it's not important. I'll tell you later. And I'm like, Like, okay, wait. It legitimately bothers me when people skip cutscenes, like on yeah, their first really... playthrough. Yes, like there are people who skip, like I skip them on subsequent playthroughs. Um, but the yeah, first time you play through a game, that. when people skip through cutscenes, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you? <laughs> do you not care about? Why are the, you like, even playing the game? Like, I want. I want to understand the motivation. I want to understand the world. And like, I'm, I'm interested in that aspect. And like you said, when you're playing with other people, there's this, like this urge and this pressure to keep up and anything you do that might be antithetical to the mission or the goal where, Oh, I just want to kind of peek around this corner and see what's back here. And it's just like, come on. I, I can't say anything here. I uh, you're guilty. Well, that's you were why. My, you were I, my example of I, don't, I am like I am guilty it. of skipping cutscenes. We know. I just I can't do it. I can't do it. Because, I get. I'm like, oh, this is so boring. Uh, let me go back to just doing whatever the fuck I was doing before. Like, yeah, and I, 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 I see them as like a nice break too. Like, especially if I've just had like a really exciting and like or and and challenging gameplay segment and then a cutscene kicks off i can set the controller down and i can lean back and i can take a breather while the game kind of tells me what's going on and then i can get back into the game so it's a nice little respite yeah you know but i understand some people are just like gameplay 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 and that's all they care about they just want to play the game and anything that gets in the way with it yeah, anything that gets in the way of the gameplay, they just they, they were skipping. I, I will say, if I've heard it's a good story, I will give it the shot. But if it's a game, kind of like I know the story is below average, to be honest, I just, I wouldn't even care about the story. I would just play the, for the gameplay. Yeah. Like, when I was playing Red Dead Redemption 2, did not skip a single thing. And believe it or not, crazy, I did side quests too in that game. I know it's it's a rock star game, so you knew yeah. it was going to be good going into it. That that game was pretty good too. Let me tell you, <laughs> I still I still have to play. That's another game where I'm just like, this is going to take so long. Yeah. That's another game. That's another game. Ariel has yet to play. True. I think it would be easier to make a list of games that Ariel has played than to point out all of the games she hasn't. Well, there's Hang a whole bu- there's a whole bunch of games that I've been waiting for her to play. He has a list for me. It's true. It is, is it like the list of movies that I have for him and my roommate to like just be like, listen, probably this, this is the movies yeah. you guys need to watch because you're you're missing out on some classics. Um, probably is something like that. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> probably my list of games I have to play through is probably twice as long as whatever movies you have for them to watch. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot. 
Yeah, this. I mean, like I, I've said before, I have a I have a spreadsheet with all of the games on it that I haven't played that I want to play, and it is a long ass spreadsheet with a lot of games on it. So I, I have a lot of video games that I need to catch up on, and you know, time investment is always a big thing for me. Like I don't want to. I'm always nervous to play a game that I know is going to take like 50, 60, 70, 80 plus hours. Right. Because the last thing I want to do is get like, and honestly, Assassin's Creed Valhalla really like reinforced this for me. The last thing I want to do is get to hour 20 or 30 and feel committed to the game and the story to where I got to see it through but also feeling like this game should have been over 10 hours ago. Yeah, like like it's a fucking... Not a bad game, but it, it feels like you kind of wasted your time in a way. Yeah, like Assassin's yeah. Creed Valhalla is... It's not a bad game in terms of, like, gameplay. It's not the best Assassin's Creed game, but it's not a bad game. But it doesn't respect your time at all. And yeah. so you're spending 60 hours playing a story that should have been 20 hours long... And then, you know, you kind of get into this mindset with every game you sit down to play, which is that if this game is really going to take 100 hours to complete, is it really worth the 100 hours to put into it? Because Kingdom Hearts isn't a 100-hour game. I put 100 hours into that game because I fucking love the shit out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, and you can beat that game in probably half as much time. Right. Um, but I put a hundred hours into it because I absolutely loved that game so much that I wanted to play that game every day, you know, for hours on end. You know, so I, I, I'm a big fan of really tight experiences, you know, 10, 15, 20 hours that are, you know, just well paced from start to finish. I like longer games that I can play for 30, 40, 50 hours as long as the pacing keeps up. And I'm okay with a game that takes 100 hours. I just, it, I feel like the game has to be respectful of my time if it's going to take that long. Right. So. Gotta be worth it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, gotta it's, be worth it. It's gotta be worth it. It's gotta be worth it. Um, and. Yeah, that was, that was a long ass tangent. That was a long time. Really, I don't even remember how we got on that conversation. How did we get there? I don't know. We got there. We went there. We stayed there. Now we're coming back. Um, <laughs> so speaking of things that are worth it, the developers of Pokemon Go um, are trying to replicate the success of Pokemon Go with a new game, a virtual pet game that I believe is pronounced... Peridot or Perido or something like that. Perry something. Perry something. Peridot. That's um, how I would say it. And it is a new game coming to mobile devices that focuses less on catching creatures and more on caring for, raising, and breeding unique digital creatures. So basically, um, it's not Pokemon. You're not going to go like mm -hmm. catch these creatures, um, but you're going to basically have your own digital pets. Um and uh, I don't know if this will blow up the way Pokemon Go did. I assume the answer to that question will be no. I don't I, think so. I doubt I it. Think it. I think it looks like a good kid game. 
like to take care of an animal and you can like breed it and you can play with it and like the way it looks like it looks very cute but i don't think like how pokemon is basically like from a very young age but then at the same time it goes into like kind of young adults and stuff this looks like it's just a kid game yeah in my opinion it looks very childish the appeal of um pokemon go is catching pokemon yeah and going around and catching pokemon i mean like i'm not gonna get a fucking ticket for driving on a sidewalk because of my of my virtual pet (laughs) here like but i will get a ticket for driving on a sidewalk to go catch fucking pokemon at lsu like that's Mm -hmm. that was worth it right that ticket was worth it this ticket would not be worth it i think it was worth it um so i feel like this is my take on this i feel like this is going to be the digital tamagotchi the what now yeah what is that (laughs) the digital tamagotchi am i the only one here oh man i am i now feel old uh um tamagotchis you, you don't remember those little things I thought it was going to be like a joke that I didn't understand, but Chase would. And when he said what, I was Oh, no. I f- oh, God. Um, I can't. I just can't believe. Hold on. What is it? <laughs> what if I got to ask again? The little, like, egg things that had, like, a little... 8-bit screen on it and it was like a pet that you had to feed and oh i know what you're talking about ariel do you know what he's talking about i know what he's talking about now i'm going to copy this picture into the doc and uh i know what you're talking about i'm gonna put it right above the listener questions those things hold on yes yes Oh, no, I have no clue what you're talking about. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, now my whole spiel is not going to make any sense. Um, (laughs) So I feel like it's Tamagotchi, because now I'm going to make another thing that I'm sure neither of you know. Um, (laughs) So Tamagotchis were always, like, very stressful, because you, you, you didn't want your Tamagotchi to die. Yeah, of course. And so it was a very anxious toy that you would get because it was like, here you go. You got to take care of this digital pet or it might die on you. And so you would constantly be like, every time you'd open it up and be like, please don't be dead. Please don't be dead. Refeed <laughs> it and pet it. And then like, you'd forget about it for a couple days and you'd open back up. And, please don't be dead. Please don't be dead. Um, please don't be dead. Please. <laughs> yeah. But then you also had Neo pets. Send another photo on the doc. So Neo, well, Neo pets was like a virtual pet website. Um, it wasn't like a toy or anything and it was, you know, basically kind of similar, you know, where you would take care of these virtual pets. Um, and that game was really good about guilting you into feeling bad for leaving your pet, for leaving your pets in much the same way that like, if you leave your animal crossing Island for too long and you come back, your character just like gets out of bed with bed head and like looks awful. And then you go talk to people on the Island and they're like, Oh, we didn't think you were here anymore. (laughs) And like, it kind of gets you. Yeah. It kind of makes you feel bad. Um, 
But yeah, it feels like a combination of that. Um, and then also, I just, and this is just me being a cynic. If these are unique, like if, because they're saying that each one will be 100% unique. Like there won't be another peridot, peridot or perido that is the same yeah, as they yours. Can't be, like, I sniff NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> you think they're gonna make NFTs out of it? Could you, I? I just I. I have again. This is the cynic in me, but doesn't it feel like something that they would make an NFT out of? I mean, they make in a, NFTs out of everything. They made NFTs out of the dude who made NFTs Twitter posts. Yeah, they're gonna make it out of anything. And then, like, you think about like Neopets also did NFTs, so I could totally imagine like this is gonna just turn into some NFT nightmare. Where it's like, oh yeah, you got your 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 peri dough, and and it's it's super yours, and for just for the low low price of a hundred dollars, we can we can mint it on the blockchain and turn it into an NFT. Oh god, probably. And you can own it for real. Asterisk. You have a piece of paper that says that you have a link to this object that is not actually yours. Uh, <laughs> So when we were talking about virtual pets, the only thing I could think of was Webkins. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like you sadly. get a stuffed animal and it has like a link on it or something. Yeah, that in that shit. Animal. My sister was obsessed with those, but that's the only thing I could think of when you were saying virtual pet. I was like, uh. Yeah, I hated those things. So I dumb. thought they were cute. I think it's a girl thing. I was big into like might be. Uh, my sister, when she got her DS, the game she was given was Nintendogs. Oh, what? And it was basically. You don't know what Nintendogs is? Nintendogs. It was a game on the DS no. where you literally just had your own dog, your pup, like puppies, <laughs> and you would take care of puppies and you would bathe them and feed them and you know, give them treats and, and things like that. It was a really cute game, but it had the same... I don't think they died if you left them for too long. Um, but it was kind that of the same... Suck. It would suck. Could you imagine opening it up and it just that be like... That would be so sad. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> <The> sound effect! <laughs> oh my god. And then just, it pops up and says, game over. <laughs> so um, sad. You know, your Animal Crossing Island gets weeds, your Nintendo gets worms, so... Um, My goodness. Yeah. But yeah, so Sad. that is... Um, that's what this feels like. It just feels like a game that has no reason to be except to eventually be an NFT factory. Mm. I mean, maybe that's, that's their goal. That's great. Know. An NFT factory from this. Yes. I mean, I'm sure we'll find out. Yeah. Absolutely. Perry Doe? No. No. NFT. <laughs> NFTs. NFTs. Yeah. Mint your pet on the blockchain. Oh, God. <laughs> all Here it we costs, go. All it costs is one small patch of forest in the Amazon. 
<laughs> and a hundred dollars. <laughs> and your peridot can be yours for real. For real. Yes. So Pokemon, so 2021. Peridot <laughs> is the new shit. Peridot, that is where it's at. Yes, Peridot is where it's at. And the last story of the day. Skywalker Saga finally came out. The Lego, mm. uh, g- the new Lego game. And uh, it is apparently a huge success. Uh, at least on PC. Where mm-hmm. on its first day, um, it recorded uh, 82,517 concurrent users. Which was an increase over the previous record holder in the Lego series, Lego Marvel Superheroes, of 1,200%. Dang. Um, Damn. I mean, if that tells you anything about the Star Wars fan base right there. uh, People like their Star Wars. They do like their Star Wars. People do like their Star Wars, which it's funny, you know, Star Wars can piss them off over and over and over and over again, and yet they still continue to buy and I think we keep hoping it's going to get better. (laughs) I, you know, some say it never got bad. Other people watched the prequels. Um, <laughs> which I will not get started on that because I, 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 I grew up on the prequels. Like those were the ki- those were the movies that came out when I was the child, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't like them then, except for the except for Revenge of the Sith, which was good. Um, but uh, the first two awful even when i watched them as a kid because i had seen the original trilogy so i knew what to it like i knew what star wars was supposed to be and that was not it well i don't know never mind let's not get into it (laughs) (laughs) i was about to say we do you want to go for another hour because that's exactly how you get that to happen (laughs) i mean i was just gonna say if you know the original trilogy and what star wars should be i don't understand how you watch episode seven eight and nine and say yeah that goes along with it because in a a way it's disrespectful but seven eight and nine does not go along with it nine in particular is an affront to Star Wars. Disrespectful. Yeah. That movie to the is past the storyline. That that definition that, that movie is the definition of disrespectful. Um but it wasn't yeah, we, it wasn't just disappointing. We are upset. <laughs> I literally left that I like I left that movie just I I couldn't understand what I had seen. Like I wasn't hmm. even sure if what I, I I wasn't even sure I was awake. At the end of it, I was like, "Did I just make that up? Like, is it that was like... <laughs> <laughs> a nightmare?" <laughs> it was a nightmare. Like, I, I am. I'm gonna get so much hate for this. I am someone that really liked the Last Jedi. Okay, <sighs> I like that movie. And, and where is your mute button right now? <laughs> I think. <laughs> see, I told you I'm gonna get hate for this. I think. It, <laughs> I think it is a flawed movie. I think most Star Wars movies are flawed. I don't think any of them except for Empire, is perfect, you know. But I think most of them are flawed in their own way. That one is also flawed. It has stuff that shouldn't be in there. It's not, there's some elements of it that aren't very clear. But I liked it. I liked the, the, 
you know, subverting expectations. I liked that it was going to, it was trying to take star Wars in a different direction and do something different with the franchise instead of just rehashing the same shit over and over and over again and trying to make the story less about this special, you know, these handful of bloodlines and more about the idea that, you know, anybody can be, you know, this someone who can save the galaxy. It doesn't just have to be a Skywalker or a Palpatine or whatever. It can be anybody. And I like and that I, they were doing. I agree all of with that. that. I like that they were doing all of that. And did it land perfectly? Absolutely not. Did I think that it landed in? You know, it gets bonus points for for trying something different and you know executing well on some of it. But then the last, then the Rise of Skywalker comes out, and I'm like, "What the hell? What the fuck? Like, like it was disrespectful to, and, and it's it's crazier because J.J. Abrams fucking directed it, but it was disrespectful to what he set up in The Force Awakens. It was disrespectful to what Rian Johnson set up in The Last Jedi. It was disrespectful to what George Lucas set up in the prequels and the original trilogy." Mm. It was just a mess. But now we have Mandalorian and Mandalorian. 2.5. I like Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian's good. Mandalorian Mando is good. Boba F- the Book of Boba Fett was okay. Um, uh, we watched like the first episode and just stopped. So um, the last three episodes are good. The rest That's of the rough. Show. If it, you have to wait till the last three episodes. Well, because the last three episodes are just more Mandalorian. <laughs> like, Ooh. Yeah. yeah. So it just turns into Mandalorian season two and a half at that point. Um, and you know, you get you get a lot of really nice, awesome, like fan service mm-hmm. in those episodes. But yeah, no, the, the Book of Boba Fett was not necessarily a, a, a good Star Wars show, but it also wasn't bad um mm-hmm. because it was saved by those last couple of episodes but people do like their star wars yes they do um and people like their lego games and so lego star wars the skywalker saga um it's reviewed very well um some people are calling it the best lego game uh ever nice. made and other people are calling it one of the best star wars games ever made wow um which considering you know KOTOR and Jedi Fallen Order um, and the old Jedi Knight games. Mm -hmm. That's 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 good company to be in um, as a Star Wars game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But that's going to wrap up the news. Kind of a news dense episode, but we did have two weeks of stuff to catch up on. So Um, but now we're going to transition into some listener questions. Uh, Just a reminder, if you want to ask us something or share your thoughts or just, you know, you could share a recipe or two in here. I need some (laughs) new recipes to cook. Um, You can can always email us podcast at abxycast.com or you can DM uh, at abxycast on Twitter with your question. And if you know me personally, shoot me a text message. Be like, yo, I want to ask a question. And then tell me your question. (laughs) Um, but we have two we have two this week which i think is a first yes i think this is a first multiple questions this is how we're going to stretch this podcast to three hours eventually we're going to have an hour of games an hour of news and an hour of emails um i would never read emails for an hour that would 
that would just. But it would much. be cool if we got that many. If we got that many, Where I think I'd do like a special in. episode of just your emails. Answer your emails. Phone. Your emails. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the first is from Frank from Florida. Some nice alliteration there. Um, asking, what are our thoughts on the increasing number of full-price games with free-to-play elements like heavy grinding, microtransactions, and battle passes? And soon, ads, as we discussed earlier. Oh, Um, my. uh, So, uh, anybody want to start us off on this one? Okay, well... Nobody want to? Do I? (laughs) Nobody asked to answer this question. <laughs> um, I'm not a fan of full price games. I'll just say that. I'm a broke bitch. And I like getting them on sale. And I feel like Steam has a lot of sales. Mm-hmm. Which, are they having a spring sale? I, I don't know. Sale? They've been doing more like weird like one-off sales that are like genre specific or publisher specific. Um, throughout the year and then just having their big like the the big sales they do they do like a lunar new year sale they do a summer sale a winter sale and then they'll do like an autumn sale around thanksgiving right and ho- or halloween one of the two right uh, but that's usually the big ones and then other than that they 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 kind of got away from doing a spring sale it looks like sadly well that's rough cuz i always get games on sale so yeah but, but so, so the full price games. Obviously, you're not somebody that likes to buy full price, which nobody does. Mm-hmm. But buying a full price game and then playing it and realizing that it's full of microtransactions and battle passes and heavy grinding and clicking is incessantly. <laughs> you like me clicking? I do. I like you clicking. <laughs> I was clicking back and forth on the dock. Yeah. I saw. I watched your. I watched your little cursor go Same. from spot to spot. To spot. <laughs> bing, 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 bing. <laughs> but yeah. So, like, what do you feel about that? Like, when you buy a sixty-dollar game, if you do buy a sixty-dollar game, or even a forty-dollar game, or a thirty-dollar game, and you open it up and it's like, oh, pay this much for this, and pay this for this, and like all that. I feel like I already paid for the game. Yeah. yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we, I'm glad we got that out. I'm glad we got that out there. <laughs> I love how, you know, normally I wouldn't acknowledge this kind of stuff in, in in the podcast, but I love how all three of us are completely thrown off by the fact that we had a technical glitch two and a half minutes ago. <laughs> And we had to restart the recording after I asked the question, and it was a long enough break that we're all kind of like, oh, is this question even relevant anymore? (laughs) It is. I just, I already answered it, and I rambled. And I don't want to ramble again, so I said I wasn't even going to talk on this question. And then Uh, we started again, and no one said anything, so I felt like I had to say something. uh, Yeah. So I'll save you. I thank you. I don't like it. If if you're gonna charge sixty or seventy dollars for your game, because we need to start saying seventy dollars, because that's increasingly the norm. Um, you better not micro transact me to death. Like, amen. You better not nickel and dime my ass over and over and over again. And when I play the game, I shouldn't feel like I have to grind against a wall 
in order to, you know, get access to stuff that, oh, well, if you just paid money, you could get it quicker. Like, that's not cool at all. And like Assassin's Creed Odyssey is actually guilty of this because that game has a four pay XP boost. Oh, as a single player game. And wow, I didn't buy it. So I got Assassin's Creed Odyssey for free through the Google stream beta before they launched Stadia, their streaming service. They had a beta and it was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And if you played the game for at least an hour, you got the PC version for free. Right. And as part of the test, they gave you a certain number of Helix credits to buy stuff on the store. So I bought the XP boost with the free credits and then got the game for free. And that sh- the, the purchase transferred to the PC copy. So I had the XP boost. That's and a deal right there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Me, yeah. It cost me absolutely nothing. It was great. I thoroughly enjoyed that game. I don't know how much of a difference it made. I forget. The, I think it's 100%. I think it's a double of how much XP you gain. Um, and it made that game way more enjoyable, I feel. I don't know how it's like to play without it. I don't know how grindy it is. I've heard it's fairly grindy without it. Um, but that kind of shit is so dumb. Like, it's it's you're paying $70 for a game, and then the, the developer's like, you got a little bit more cash on you? <laughs> I like how you look leaned at, into it. Look at all this cool shit I got in this shop, man. You got a little bit more cash. But I know you like being honest. I'm being honest, dude. I don't take U.S. dollars, so (laughs) you gotta buy my special credits first, and then you can buy my shit. (laughs) You gotta buy the credits first, though. Just the credits. Just the credits. And by the way, no matter what you buy in my store, you will always have leftover credits. (laughs) 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 So you're always tempted to buy more credits to buy more shit because you just want to spend that last you already little have bit. some yeah you're trying to get rid of that last little bit of credits and unless something's on sale dude not gonna happen not gonna happen but i feel i that. think it's i think it's disrespectful like if you're gonna charge me 70 dollars yeah. for a game don't then turn around and also be like if you want access to this stuff mm-hmm. call of duty's bad about this with the multiplayer you know it's like I just yeah. want to play the fucking game. Like, remember well, when you didn't have to buy this shit? <laughs> I, I mean, even in Black Ops Two, they had the little, uh, little two dollar purchase camo skins. Mm-hmm. They had little microtransactions. This was going on for a little bit. Yeah, it's been a long time. I need to get I, rid of I it. I remember. I remember when you didn't have to buy all that shit. My thing is, it's not as gross if it's free. Mm. But like yeah. you're charging me 60, 70 bucks a year to play the newest Call of Duty game, and then you want me to also buy the battle pass every three months, which is ten, fifteen, twenty dollars, depending on whether I want to buy it by myself or if I want to buy it and get the first twenty-five levels unlocked as part of the purchase. Then you're also selling skin packs and, you know, other things that are outside of the battle pass. Right. It is gross. Gross, gross. It is gross. Uh, Yeah. Next question is from Anonymous in California. 
I don't know why people are so afraid to give their names sometimes. I mean, I get it. But you're not asking a stupid question. So give your name next time. All right? <laughs> like, for real. Unless you we want to know who you are. <laughs> unless you are, like, describing a crime you committed and you are afraid that it could actually, like, get you in trouble, like, then, yeah, sure. Say anonymous. Like, yeah, I robbed the 7-Eleven when I was 16. Don't give me your name. But, like, <laughs> if you're just going to ask a video game question, I'm pretty sure that it's safe to give me your name. Unless you want some watch list or something. But... Uh, but anyway, Anonymous asks, with more and more new, in quotes, games being uh, from established franchises, it's sad we don't see more games in entirely new franchises. Are you guys tired of getting more of the same? See, all right, I'll, I'll start this one off. I'll do this one. Go ahead. So I, I disagree. I am not sad that we've been getting games from the same franchises. For example, I haven't played this game, but Divinity 2, mm-hmm. I've that's great. I love my 2K. I love my Madden. They're shitty games, but <laughs> I I still love them. I mean, Borderlands 2 was a uh, sequel to a game. Borderlands 3, not super great, but I still loved it. I, I love the, uh, the constant franchises just keep making multiples. But I also like how like phasmophobia is a standalone game i love phasmophobia uh the forest i mean it's a it's coming out with the second sequel but at the time it's it's been standalone mm-hmm. you know uh seven days to die i know nobody likes that game but just putting that out there <laughs> <laughs> or i mean going back to franchises continuing ariel would you like a sims 5 i would love one what would would everybody hear like a, a Civ Seven? Amen. Bring it on. Yeah. I, I I feel like I rest my case. I we can't really get tired of these franchises as long as they make they make them good. Yeah. That's I mean, it. Yeah, I agree with you to an extent. Like I agree with you that like yes, The Sims and Civ are good examples of of franchises that we we want new installments in. I don't necessarily think we need a Civ Seven or a Sims Five. I think they can keep adding. Yeah. stuff to those games mm-hmm. and it would be fine i mean sims 4 i think maybe yes you might want a sims 5 just because some of the some of the systems level cuts that they made compared to previous sims games it's like well the foundation maybe needs to be taken out and, and redone but civ 6 is so highly polished for that franchise that i just kind of want civ 6 give me more gameplay mechanics give me more civilizations to play as but i don't necessarily mm. need a new installment i think and and I could be wrong, but I think where Anonymous is coming from is less about these, like, it's not necessarily sequels that are the problem. It's more like, take, um, you know, Call of Duty, for example. You're getting one every motherfucking year. And they don't do anything different. Like, it's the same game underneath every single time. Madden and 2K, and, go go ahead and throw those two sports games yeah, in there. Madden and 2K, it's it's the same game every year, just different different rosters. And then every few years you have some gameplay changes, you know, and improvements. But for the most part, the games are very slow to evolve. And you think about, like, the Dead Space remake. We're getting a remake of a game that came out, you know, on the PS3 and Xbox 360. Which, yes, those consoles are old. 
But there's a lot of games on those systems that you can go back and play today. And while they, they look dated, they don't feel dated. They feel very similar to games you play today. Um, and so, like, Rockstar is a great example. They keep pumping out Grand Theft Auto and then Red Dead and then Grand Theft Auto and then Red Dead. Bethesda was Elder Scrolls and then Fallout and then Elder Scrolls and then Fallout. And like, yeah, it's great that we keep getting installments in these franchises that we love. And I want to see more installments in the franchises that I love. But at the same time, I would like to see Rockstar do something different. Because at the se- at the end of the day, like Grand Theft Auto and Re- Red Dead Redemption are are similar styles of games. They're still they're similar stories in like the sense of, you know, it's it's about crime and, you know, just in different time periods and different settings. Right. Um, and they're big open worlds and all that stuff. And while I'm excited for Grand Theft Auto 6, I would love for them to do like another something in the vein of Max Payne. Like, you know, not necessarily make a Max Payne 4 because then we're kind of feeding into the same like, oh, it's just a new entry in a franchise. But do something different. That's not this big open world crime drama. You know, that's something, you know, maybe a little out of their wheelhouse. Like, Fallout 76 may have been shit, but at least Bethesda did something that was a little out of their wheelhouse. They did it in an established franchise, but they did something that was a little out of their wheelhouse. Now they're off to do Starfield, which is a completely new, you know, a new franchise. And I just, I, I feel like we're, we're constantly getting new games and established franchises and if they're doing different things that's not necessarily a problem if they're innovating and you know changing up the formula and doing things uniquely that's fine but if it's just the same shit over and over and over again fucking stop like make something new make something different take a chance yeah yeah that's my thoughts (laughs) on that what an absolute mood. <laughs> Anything but, to add, Ariel? I don't think so. I see both ways. Like, uh, like yeah, every year they come out with, like, basically the same game. They just tweak some stuff. So, like, those, I feel like... Oh? Oh? Are, I mean, you don't and, need a whole new separate oh, game Oh, no. Oh, no. But... Oh no! I don't know. No, I feel her like opinion it cannot be heard. Goes oh, better, no. or maybe like sells <laughs> the better. To be like, oh, it's a died. new game, a new version. Well, damn. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, tune in next week for the for the continuation of that question, the answer to it from Ariel's perspective. I think what she was getting at though was she could kind of see it from both ways. Yeah, so like you know, having a new entry every year sucks. Um, if it's the same over and over and over again. Um, yeah. Uh, but. Uh, but yeah, so I think at the end of the day, we, we've all kind of settled on depends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, it just depends on the game. I guess at the end of the day, it just depends on the game. Yeah. You know, uh, th- depends on the franchise. Definitely. And, and yeah, it depends. It depends on the franchise. If it's a good story, if it's a good franchise, if they're doing unique and different things, then that's great. But if it's not, then you know it is what it is, and just you know, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. But new new stuff is always better. Yeah. 
But are you are you really back, Ariel? That was so scary. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no one's talking, but I can hear Chase laughing in the other room, and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, Uh, it's been it's been a technical uh, it's been some some technical glitches today, um, on on the ABXY cast, but that's okay. (laughs) It can never be perfect, right? Yeah. (laughs) True. True. Um, but thank you, Frank and Anonymous, for your questions. And again, like I said earlier, if you want to email us your own question, and it doesn't have to be video game related, we answered a question a few episodes back about Arizona tea. We did. Um, so if you want to send us a question, you can email it to us, podcast at abxycast.com, or you can DM me on Twitter at abxycast. And with that, we all wrap this up. This is the so Ariel. This is the longest episode you've been on. Two and a half hours. It is. Uh, I mean, I'm good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the, the 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 queen of two hours tops. I and mean, here we are, two and a half hours in. I mean, it didn't help. We had technical difficulties. It probably yeah, added an extra no. at least ten minutes to it. Uh, yeah. Well, if it, it added the um, it added our own like fifteen minute break. um but but yeah no so yeah this is i think i feel like this is a good episode i I liked it i I think so too i enjoyed it but with that we're gonna wrap it up we'll be back next week assuming nothing happens Um, cross your fingers cross your fingers that i don't try to piss rocks again that would be that would be awful um but but yeah With that, we're going to wrap it up. Everybody, have a good one, and we'll see you next time. See you next week.